0: Oh my gosh, it's Hotline League episode 184. I am so excited to be here with all of you because it is officially playoffs time. And Mark is not in a cranky mood. He told me at the start of this that he's in a great mood. Right, Mark?
1: Yeah. What?
0: what? You, you kind of got out there for a second.
2: Say, yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> there we go. There's the assurance that I needed uh, to get me going with this episode. I... I'm also excited to say that we have uh, Alienware sponsoring the night sh- the show as always, GameFeel sponsoring the show as always, and Talkspace joining us for a limited time. Uh, excited to talk about them more later on in the show, but if you want to sneak peek and you're watching live, you can do exclamation mark Talkspace in the Twitch chat right now to learn a little bit more about them. But we'll talk about them in just a bit. Uh, but it's playoffs time, Mark, which means that despite me attempting Ooh. to get about 10 or 12 different people on the show, everybody's like, ah, oh, I'm busy with playoffs or I can't because of playoffs or the whatever. Teams that
2: didn't make playoffs, did you ask?
0: I did not ask Seal. I reached out to Broxa and then I realized that he is not in the U.S. anymore. I'm pretty sure he isn't because he tweeted a, a picture of Ben Finn saying, like, last. Gym session in LA or something. So those it was,
2: it was FlyQuest boys.
0: I did not reach out to FlyQuest. Uh, I did not reach out to FlyQuest, but I did reach out to you, and I asked if you had any suggestions, and you didn't. So I have. Uh, I feel no no yeah, I, shame. I was very busy. I, I, have n- I feel no busy. shame given the fact that I asked you for suggestions and you didn't have I'm them until... are being ironic
2: or sarcastic here. I was, very, I was in meetings, and I, I was just giving you one-word answers, and you thought I was having a meltdown, but I was just busy. I didn't have time. No, no, I, no, have I know. I brain space.
0: But I do appreciate that you do have suggestions uh, the moment... Once we're live. <laughs> yeah, you know, the two minutes into the show starting, you start saying, oh, have you thought about Any this? Any FlyQuest
2: people here? Anyone yeah. watching? Any of you guys want to hop on? Yeah. Before I tweet uh, out the picture?
0: Why? Why not have Kobe? Uh, Kobe has. To, I have to go through Riot in order to get access to Kobe, and uh, they're not always. Not I. The casters and everybody are great, but it's not always easy to book through Riot. Um, they like. They like to give me the runaround sometimes on that stuff, which is very frustrating. Anyway, yes. Yeah, same goes for Azale. Same. If you guys can think of somebody who seems as though they're a full-time Riot employee, then that's an example of somebody where it's difficult. Uh, but I, I'm actually not really worried about it because I am just so excited to talk about uh, League of Legends right now Because I actually think that this past weekend was really exciting I felt like we had two, I mean obviously the first series was not It was a little one-sided, but uh, it was it was still exciting to, to watch and see EG play And I, I think is that's making me excited to see them in the Hunter team match this weekend And then the Team Liquid C9 game did not go the way most people predicted. I think on Rift Reaction, I don't know if I did on Hotline League, but I predicted Team Liquid to win. But everybody else is predict- predicting C9. Though I did not anticipate Team Liquid to look as good as they did. So, um, I, boy, I'm actually just... Go- golly gee, I'm just excited to talk about LCS right now. Which is good, because on Friday... Well, Saturday. Saturday I felt like garbage when the announcement hit about uh, finals not happening in Newark. Because as some people as we have alluded to on the show, we were in the works of trying to get a live hotline league going to be fair. It was looking a little rough uh, towards the it
2: was going to happen until this just fell apart. We yeah. were it was looking we a little rough move. towards the
0: end. But I was I was considering just taking We were going to
2: move heaven and earth to make it happen. But, yeah. you know, what can you do? But so I was that's why I, Travis is going to be doing one in Los Angeles.
0: Yes. By myself. Um, yes. I I'm pretty excited to see uh how things go in Los Angeles even though I'm really, really, really bummed about finals not happening in Newark and I don't know. That that actually was a little soul crushing for me. But I've bounced back and I'm ready for this episode. Mark, how have you been?
2: They told us in Slack on Friday, but I didn't check Slack on Friday. So I, I found out Saturday morning when the announcement went live and then I was like, All right, let's do a show. Yes.
0: I'm realizing right now that I forgot to grab a game feel from the fridge because I'm I'm in between game feel fridges right now, and so I have my game feel in the the main fridge. So, Mark, I'm going to ask for a favor. Can you, you... Want me to fill? Yes, I'll be right back.
2: I I can't, but Nyoko can. Can't you, baby boy? Can't you, little, little baby boy? You like a little pink nose wub? Oh, you like a little pink nose wub, huh? Huh? <laughs> You like smooches on your head? Huh? Oh, you like your head rubbed? Um, he's back. Did you How grab you me one? How Have you been? Did you? Gr- I've been all right. What What have you been up
0: to this past week?
2: Uh, what did I do this week?
0: Well, this I is the know. we are. I ask you this question at the start of every week, and I. I feel um, like, I don't know, it's very telling. Uh, I feel like that you almost never have an answer.
2: So I watched the, oh, Kitty fell. Kitty slipped. He's okay. What a tragedy. <laughs> um, I watched The Bachelor. The finale's coming out. Um, oh, yeah? The guy was an asshole. Really? you watching The Bachelor. The yeah, Bachelor guy gray. is a jerk? Well, so it's The Bachelorette, and so she's picking oh. for a bunch of guys, and there's this guy who's been the front runner the whole time. And then... Uh, She goes and does, like, the hometown thing, but he can't do it because it's in lockdown or whatever. She meets his family, and he, like, just unloads shit on her. And he's basically like, I was dead inside until I met you. And basically, he's, like, making her his savior, which Uh... is, like, it's kind of a fucked up thing to do in a relationship anyways. And she, like, didn't give him the response he wanted. And so he immediately shuts down, and he starts popping off at her. And then, like, he, the next, you know, they they go apart, and the next day, he, like, goes to her room, and he's, like... Yeah, you're kind of the, you're kind of fucking awful. It's kinda of like his whole attitude. And she's like, I'm sorry I didn't give you what you wanted emotionally at the time. Like, what can I do for you? And he's like basically like, fuck the show. There's like three people left. He's like, Fuck the show, tell me you love me and like let's say fuck the show. And she's trying to like navigate the conversation and give him as many assurances as she can that like, hey, you're probably gonna win this. You know, so just shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah. Like you're Stand throwing it. right now. You're hard enting.
2: Yeah, he's hard. He actually left the show. He was like, you know, you don't you clearly don't love me because you won't tell me right now. Oh, boy! and uh, he was just really he was just really emotionally manipulative and shitty. So, uh, I don't know. That was a crazy episode. I've been watching White Lotus. I think White Lotus is fucking incredible. What is White
0: Lotus an anime?
2: No, it's on HBO. It's a comedy. You would really like White Lotus. Oh, really? Yeah, it's it's like a, a bunch of guests go to this really high end resort in Hawaii. And like, oh, it's another is,
0: reality is, TV show? I don't tend to like reality no,
2: TV. No, it's not reality. Oh,
0: sorry. Continue, continue.
2: Did I say reality, Travis?
0: Mark? It's good vibes episode, please.
2: I say it was reality. Uh, no, it's, it's, um, it's just like really awkward humor, but it's like very critical of like rich white people. And so oh, it's just okay. like, but like what I love about how it's written is like most shows, you know, have like a plot. There's basically no plot to this. Like there's plot elements, but like, and they do a little thing to give you a little bit of plot right at the beginning. But realistically, you're just following these characters around as they go from like situation to situation being so fucking oblivious and awful. Um, but it's so funny. It's like so well written because like most shows, you know, like, you know, we, we were talking about this. Like when you're writing a scene, you're like yeah. in late, out early kind of thing. You remember that saying? Yeah, yeah. This show's like, man, fuck that shit. We're going to stay with these people for this whole conversation and they don't pull any punches so when things get awkward you're just like fuck it's great
0: i uh, i've been watching ted lasso
2: the show is boring empire you're fucking boring if you can't find the humor in it
0: mark stop it's too early for you to be picking fights with twitch chat uh, i've been watching ted lasso Here with
2: Trisha, i'm picking it with a coach
0: and i i really like ted lasso i, I it's a little it's a little corny and a little cheesy and uh, it's it's almost a little too corny and cheesy for me, but again, trying to get those positive vibes lately, and so I'm I've been kind of okay with it. But uh, I've liked I've liked Ted Lasso a lot. It's really good.
2: I don't really like Jason Sudeikis.
0: Uh he's very different in this.
2: In this, yes, okay. Because I feel like he always plays the same kind of guy.
0: You I don't know, like think a so.
2: Little, a l- a little quippy, like, but like, uh, kind of positive. Like the guy he plays in Horrible Bosses, I feel like is how he always is in every show.
0: Well, in this, he's in. like full positive. Uh, is kind of the way he is. Like he's very much he's like mega goody two sho- two shoes, but he's surrounded by a bunch of like jerks. It's also like I don't tend to like sports stuff too much, like sports shows and all that. Um, and so when I do find something I like it, because it feels very, you know, like the, all the corollaries to esports or whatever become really fun. So uh I like I would give Ted Lasso coach of the split uh like or like Peter Dunn uh, got if if that was the case, because it's just people it's are fun.
2: telling me I like it. I feel like people don't know what I like.
0: I don't I don't know. I think it's a show that you could watch with Ashley and you guys would like it. But I don't think it's something that I would imagine you would ch- you would choose on your own. But it is like something fun to to watch with somebody if you're just trying to chill out in the evening. That's the way I would put it. Anyway, at, whatever. The, sh- the show's been going for ten minutes, so maybe we should talk about League of Legends.
2: Well, don't ask me how my week's going then. If you want to know about League of Legends,
0: no, I li- I like this. In fact, I mean, I think it would be fun if the show was literally just half you and I, bullshitting about random stuff. But
2: put I- up a Twitch poll. <laughs> how much more longer should how much longer should we bullshit not about League of Legends?
0: Yeah. Uh, the problem is the twitch audience. I think they're much more down for like the casual Jibber-jabber because that's what so much of twitch is but the YouTube audience gets, yeah. They get they get real mad anyway uh, Okay, so there's a lot to talk about this week so finals Students
2: coming out soon <laughs> I watched um, I watched the green Knight.
0: Oh, I want to see that I'm trying to find somebody to see it with i uh, I, I messaged I Broden because he loves A24 films.
2: and. Me too. I love A24. Um, I didn't love it. There there were parts I liked and parts I didn't, and it was trying to be too artsy, and I, I didn't know the original Green Knight story, and then when I looked it up, I was like, I don't know why they changed some of the things they changed.
0: But, well, you know. spoilers. They well, changed I, do some you
2: know? The, did you watch the Green, you know uh, the Green Knight story? They have
0: They have a Green Knight in Total War Warhammer, which is based off of the, the Green Knight, I believe, because there's a... a a uh, faction called bretonia anyway mark we have all pro we have mVP that's we not have yet. oh yeah we don't have but but I mean people could start to make speculations on it based off of who
2: was the there ever been in a time
0: where all pro was not the person who won in their category for or sorry where mVP was not somebody who won all pro
2: no I don't think so so that's a good point
0: yeah so I think, I think that means you kind of, you're down to like five candidates as much as like the, the Twitter. Yeah, realistically,
2: oh. I mean, you can look.
0: Oh, go ahead.
2: I was gonna say, if you look at the point totals of of the, the players as well, you can probably guess, you know, like CoreJJ is technically first all pro, but he had like 68 points and the person right beneath him had like 65. So he's barely all pro versus yeah, yeah. like FBI is like 120 points.
0: Did you have Core JJ in your support uh, stuff in your support voting? I did not.
2: I don't remember. Support was really hard because between Vulcan, who he core JJ, Ignar, and Swordart, you had like five decent choices. Yeah, I don't. I don't exactly remember. Yeah, I definitely didn't have him first All Pro. He he might have been my third.
0: I did not have him on any of them, and I was uh, thankful for that because whenever he landed first, the subreddit was very much up in arms about how he shouldn't have even been there. And then, as always, they blame media, which like. By the way, I, I'm not even saying they're necessarily wrong. There's a lot of goofy votes that happen in media. But rarely does media ever push something in a different direction. And I'm pretty sure Core JJ was either third or not even on it, if you don't include media or something. I forget what it was. But. Well,
2: so people people say, oh, media troll. And they do sometimes. But players and coaches sometimes have some absolute stinkers, too. And I, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't check the ballot this year, so I, I don't know for sure if anyone did this. But, like, You will see players and coaches vote very strategically sometimes or just absolutely punt it and not give a fuck and i think it was like um i think one of the post streams was talking about it and they're saying that like when they were voters they never took it seriously whereas like i feel like some of the media and some of the um like i know the riot team takes it very seriously
0: i mean you know how i take it seriously because i end up like having discussions about it uh with with you or other people just to like gut check because one t- one year i fucked up and uh i actually i think it was the last year where i didn't double check i wasn't like i didn't message somebody and say and tactical i didn't vote for tactical whenever he was supposed to get something and uh, i felt really bad because i was just messing.
2: i i fucked up um for the rookie I didn't realize Neo was a rookie, and like I just blindly missed him when I was like scrolling through because my first two rookie votes I think are the obvious two. I won't say who I voted for because I don't think it's out yet, but yeah, uh, you know, there's basically Danny and Afro in a two-horse race. I'd say yeah, say Afro, Danny, <laughs> Danny, and a Blaze Olive, excuse me. And then I forgot about Neo. Um, and I feel like there's another option that someone else said later where I was like, oh, yeah, it's even Revenge better. was
0: also on the, the ballot. So
2: I put revenge, and no offense to revenge, but, like, upon further review, I think I actually might have bumped him for someone else, but I just forgot.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, regardless, uh, we can talk about that. Uh, the FTX stuff came out. I don't know if anybody wants to call in on that, but I feel like there's been some pretty strong uh, responses to the FTX announcement
2: say it was less strong than i had anticipated oh really Um, you
0: thought there was going to be more pushback i think people don't tend to care as much about the sponsor stuff but i know this crowd does because i tend to so like i think
2: well i i feel like i've seen a lot of conversation this year about sponsor integrations yeah and then this got announced and you know there were a lot of comments in that thread but the thread itself didn't like blow up i thought it was going to be you know top of reddit
0: Talk, I comments, have but. always r- really been, like, a big supporter of sponsors coming in, and I am not saying I am against the uh, the FTX thing. I, I, ha- I guess I would say my feelings on it are complicated. <laughs> but, uh, and I'm, I don't, like, whenever people are like, oh, I'm so tired of, like, Red Bull Baron power play and that type of stuff, I'm like, listen, that's how this stuff works. I, I... Even for me, the FTX gold advantage and how often it is mentioned on the cast and the fact that it's up there at the top and the fact that I feel like it kind of breaks the UI. And also the fact that um, what what was very interesting to me was we all voted on everything. And then the FTX thing gets announced. And then another ballot goes out that's like, by the way, vote for most uh, for the FTX most improved player. And I was like... Did they just invent 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 this award just for like the FTX thing? Like they signed the deal then they added this in afterwards. Uh so like uh it it felt it's I guess I I would say it hasn't uh felt seamless to me integrating a sponsor that is already gonna be contentious, uh, is the way that I would describe the FTX stuff. So I'm I'm curious uh I'm curious how it'll go here's how it'll go um yeah people in chat are like travis can't complain about sponsor obviously i so i really like sponsorship and it is really important um not, uh, not just the for, for the lcs but for for us uh as well and the content we make but i still i don't know it's i i would say that the ftx stuff for me has been a little jarring uh, in some ways anyway so there's that there's also the games that we discussed earlier at the start how did you like the game spark this past weekend
2: they're uh, all pretty good i mean the c9 or the eg dig ones were um kind of meh it just it never really felt like dig had hope even in that game that they won you know like you just look at how they won and it's like EG not playing well early game, ending up getting all the gold back in their favor anyways, then throwing a Baron, still being ahead after that and having more pressure on the map, and only after they have this 1-3-1 one, one lane setup where they die mid lane, they get chased down all the way top lane, do they, do they actually lose the game? It's like, wow, they made like four huge mistakes and still almost won that game. So, that one felt pretty doomed. Uh, C9 TL wasn't actually much closer, but just with you know the the stakes and like how it felt yeah it was it was still engaging. you'd be like holy shit TL is just crushing
0: well i think the reason i liked both was because uh okay normally the eg dig match in any other playoff series would be like a, a very resident sleeper game but where you would just sort of have like one team that's so far ahead and like they just sort of slowly starve them out but I liked that those games were at least, like, there was a lot of fighting, a lot of back and forth. You could tell that, like, Dig wasn't just, like, going down without a fight. Even though I don't think anyone thought that they were going to be, do, you know, waiting, At least the games were entertaining. And then I think, for me, just seeing Team Liquid come out the gate and play so differently than they had. I mean, this is a team, obviously it's changed a lot over the past year, but... Last year, going into Worlds, people were just like, God damn, Team Liquid plays so boring and passive and all that stuff. And so I think just the that's fact that they were doing some interesting stuff in the Cloud9 match is exciting. Just
2: just look at their last game against C9 in the regular season where they went Jace, Ezreal, Azir. You know, that's that doesn't fucking do anything. Even with, yeah. like, Leona Viego, it's like, well, what lane are you playing through? You know, like, they, they're... they're and they said this in, in their interview after they won um, with, when we had Santorin. He was like, "Yeah, we kind of identify the fact that we like our play style was fucking stupid," um, and so we had to change. Did he phrase up. it that way? Yeah, he's actually more aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> I dialed it back there. Gotcha. Uh, you know Santorin. He's just yeah. yeah. A huge rage. He's
0: just uh, filled with expletives. Yeah.
2: Unbridled rage. Yes. That guy. Um, no, but you know, he was just saying that like they identified themselves that like the way they were playing the game was not good, and so they kind of retooled themselves in a the week, which is impressive.
0: Yeah, I'm. I don't know. I'm just excited to see what that team does going forward. Are, were you aware of all of the sort of micro drama around Run It this past week?
2: No, I didn't see any of that. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, so Tim, so we did this for spring as well, uh, and I feel bad because I I put Tim up to this. But I asked him to predict to do like a full bracket prediction like what do you what is going to happen for all of playoffs and Tim predicted C9 to beat TL and then C9 to beat TSM Sending TSM to the losers bracket where he predicted TL to beat TSM So TSM not making it to worlds and then people very upset for about what uh, the context here, which I I put in the Reddit thread, and so I don't know if people saw this, but like
2: TSM fans, of
0: course. Well, it's like it's like a six minute long video, and you have to predict every match, and so he just sort of speed runs it by giving like a very simple reason every time, and then people get angry because they're like, "You're just predicting this for this reason. What shit analysis? You know what I mean? Like it when in reality, if he feels this way, he should." Under normal circumstances, you know, it's like a five minute, co- you know, conversation maybe about it uh, or even longer for each match. Um, but people were really upset because in part for the idea of TL beating TSM, because I guess I think TSM is like five and O against them in the regular uh, split in summer.
2: Yeah, just like everyone was upset when. People predicted TL to beat TSM in spring because they had beaten them both times in the regular season. And then TSM lost two best of fives to TL and one of them involved Armeo. You're right.
0: Well, people, yeah. So the video has got close to like a 50, 50 like to dislike ratio. And the, the Reddit thread had like four, four upvotes, but like 50 or 60 comments. Um, which was very funny. So it never made it to the front page because, but like people just very upset um so and to be to be clear i would not like i still predict and would believe that tsm will go to worlds but it's very interesting because the main points i was making because tim was out in the woods <laughs> camping with his family so he couldn't even like defend his honor and then one of the main things i was saying is like yeah you guys are mentioning this 5-0 and record but like i don't i can i think tim's argument would be that that record might not matter as much given Everything that happened with TL and right and so so anyway give given how the match went this weekend One TL outperformed Tim's expectations and that they did beat C9 or maybe C9 underperformed. I'm not sure uh, but I, I I am Very excited to see how the TSM TL match goes because I maybe TSM will win But I definitely don't think that this is going to be as one sided as as people probably predicted before, uh, if if you know, assuming a tsmtl match at some point in time, so I don't know. It's uh it was that was the kind of the fun drama. Uh,
2: I, uh, I haven't watched it, you know, so maybe maybe he he didn't give the best. Analysis. I mean, he didn't he did. give great
0: answer, give explanations because he's got to say it all in like. I think the whole video is like six and a half minutes, including my outros, and we know how long those are. So
2: either yeah. way i'll save this video by telling you that i was just on the dive and we did predictions for the tl tsm series and i was the only one still predicting tsm oh really spoilers yep well minor you i know think... I, I feel like tsm fans think that that we don't like them but i feel like if you go back i check a lot of things i say about them i'm usually i'm usually all up over them i'm
0: still predicting them to go to worlds
2: I said that they were never going to lose first place and they made me look like a fucking idiot. So,
0: yeah. I I like I like TSM and I like the the players especially. Um I really enjoy and I've I've had fun doing the long form interviews with them, but but it is it's tough because I do feel like if you if, if TSM unless TSM is doing really poorly and you ever criticize them, I think TSM fans just tend to have like a chip on their shoulder. They they I don't know. Anyway, uh, so we can talk about that. There's a lot to talk about. Am I forgetting anything, Mark? Or chat?
2: Uh I mean I don't know how if you cared about it. The uh, graphic of uh <laughs> Oh fate the god, the
0: bro. broadcast graphic. Yeah. Um what what was what were the players again on that? I'm it was remember.
2: it was impact and fate god.
0: Yes, yes. Um I thought I thought that was very funny. Uh admittedly I was watching I think part of the reason it, it's, it was worse is that it shows up on co streams, but the audio of like high talking about it does not show up on co streams. So I'm watching the Devil S. Sneaky Media's co stream, and they just look at this graphic and they're like, what the hell is this? And then uh, who was it? Uh, was it Revenge? I think Revenge and High got into a conversation about it on Twitter
2: i liked to someone in twitch chat mentioned this but like you know it undersold impact actually because then impact <laughs> took the graphic and paint in paint wrote in more of his accomplishments <laughs> he's like a 13 time lcs uh playoff qualifier yeah something. I, I forget what it is i didn't
0: you know how it is on i i've been trying to avoid conflict on twitter and people will will uh misinterpret things that you do but when i saw the the high impact Sorry, the High Revenge conversation on Twitter. I was really tempted to reply to Revenge with the graphics showing all of High's achievements and then all of <laughs> Revenge's oh, achievements.
2: It would have been so good, dude. I know, I, like I you know.
0: Gotta... But I didn't want people thinking I was trying to pick a fight with I Revenge. I feel
2: like that's the right kind of chaos, though. The, the problem is when you say something, you're trying to make a point. But if you, if you just straight meme it, you know, if yeah. they're the ones to take it seriously, then you get to be like, why are you taking this seriously? Just to meme. Look, yeah. this is the Impact one. <laughs>
0: Where uh well, oh need, are, where are you I linking? it? Okay, I was
2: okay. saying to you on Skype. You gotta pull it up on because yeah, yeah. if people haven't seen it, it's so funny. <laughs> like the graphic is already brutal. Impact took it and just put on more.
0: <laughs> Let me see if I can pull this up one second, everybody. Uh <laughs> we have been getting more heat lately. Oh yeah. I love and I love the <laughs> The MS Paint uh, stuff, that's pretty good. Yeah, he
2: slaps on his LCK championships, his 13 playoff qualifiers, six LCS finalists. Uh, That's such
0: a banger. I've been really enjoying Impact lately. I did an interview with him that went up on the channel today. (laughs) Yeah, Just fix that for you, FTFY. (laughs) Yeah. I uh, I did an interview with him this week that went along where he was talking a lot about stuff. He said he was really happy that Jizuke got all pro, but he was memeing on him because he's like, yeah, I saw a Twitter poll where people were asking if Jizuke deserves MVP and he got 6%. So I told him, no, bro, it's it's doomed. It's over or whatever. It's very funny. Okay.
2: Yeah, they, they seem to they get along well. Well, uh,
0: uh, NOPB in chat says, get to the callers. Um, so I guess I guess we're... We gotta stop having fun, Mark. All right, time to talk to some callers.
2: Do EG prodigy 120 today, so if you guys want to guess the talk LCS, Peter, are you saying you'll come on with no? I GM?
0: messaged Peter and invited him on the show, and he said, "I'm gonna read his message." This is Peter done everybody. Not not double. Sounds like you he saying you got to can't, early. He said can't today. Sorry, that was his his only reply. So if he's trying to get on the show now, I just want everybody to know that this is a man who previously.
2: But he's explaining it well now. He's saying he had to watch amateur, but they two oed quick, and now it's, he's he's like, well, I guess I'm done.
0: Okay. Well, so he says I have to watch amateur. Are you saying you is it done? Are we good?
2: Yeah, he said they they two two o, so if you want to guess, talk LCS, okay, okay. no cam though, and then he said okay, he, okay. they were playing tonight.
0: Get on, get on uh, Discord. Peter Dunn, and we will add you to the call. Are you are you only coming on for a little bit or are you st- sticking around? Uh, I guess we'll find out in a second. Mark, do you want to explain how the show goes? In,
3: um,
2: in the meantime, while we figure this out and Travis finds a picture of Peter to stick in yeah. there, um, this is a live call-in show. Uh, so what you're gonna do is join up at Discord which I just spammed in Twitch chat. Um, when you get there, go ahead and join the pleb calls or pleb calls to voice channels. Mute your microphone, please, once you get in there. No mouth breathers. Um, and then in the Pleb Topics text channel up above, that's where it is that you're going to put your take. Um, you know, we have four matchups today or this week, so there's probably going to be a lot of room for talking about the matchups. Some all-pro topics, so I think I already grabbed one for that. So, you know, some of these are going quick. Uh, go ahead, put your topic in there. If I like it, I'll pull you into the waiting room where you'll hang out until it's your turn to come on air. And then we'll chat for a little bit. Or I'll, I'll talk to you in the waiting room to make sure that your microphone's good, and then I'll pull you on air. Anyways,
0: I tried to find the the most wild picture of him I could find on Google Images, and uh, this is what it's I
2: got. Most wild picture?
0: Well, I just uh, everything else he's very professional looking in, so I was trying to find one. I'm punishing him for not. Uh, oops, there we go. I'm moving stuff around right now. Um. I'm punishing him for not having his camera as an option. Okay, okay. Uh, and if you are a sub, by the way, thank you for being a sub. We really appreciate it. Uh, and that is something that will allow you to access the Sub Topics channel. Uh, and you can put your take in there. It moves a little slower, so it doesn't guarantee you a chance to be on the show. But it does improve your chances slightly. Has Peter made it into one of the Discord channels yet?
2: Wait, he said... I don't have a phone so can't join voice chat. What? I'm confused. Ha- Peter, are you on a computer? We work with computers.
0: I don't I don't know. Okay, whatever. I'm ta- I'm pulling his his picture down until he gets this figured out. This is classic Hotline League right here, by the way. Somebody demands to be on the show and then can't actually get on. Okay, uh, so Mark's been taking some folks already. Uh, uh, you want to go pull somebody, or you know what we can do? We can do an Alienware ad while we while we figure this out. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. okay. Mark is Mark is negotiating with Peter Dunn to see if he's actually going to be able to get on the show. Uh, but while we wait for that, I would love to tell all of you about Alienware, our amazing sponsor. They're fantastic. I I believe some of you guys got into the Back for Blood beta last week uh via Alienware arena which is an awesome thing that they do that's completely free to join and has all sorts of perks you don't need to have an alienware computer you don't need to uh, what you could i think it's global is my understanding it's available definitely outside the us i I don't i should know but i don't know if it's available literally everywhere but if you go to alienware.com travis right now you can click the the top at the the catfish picture i have from whenever i weighed less and i was doing this you can click that it says join alienware arena today and doing so you can sign up to to join alienware arena you get all sorts of stuff they've got free game codes they've got stuff that rotates all the time they've got little mini games where you can win stuff so it's just fantastic that they do this and it's something that's also very helpful for us because you know, I, look. Like, I know not everybody is necessarily in the market for an Alienware computer at any specific time. I, a lot of you do tweet and say that you've purchased one or a new notebook or a new monitor or something. I love that. If you want to do that, that's great. We have a code that's been updated now to, to ex- work on even more products than it did before. That's on the YouTube description if you want to check that out. But signing up for Alienware Arena is also a really cool way to help support the show. Uh, and it it's it's only upsides for you too, so it's kind of a win-win-win for everybody. So something that I've been trying to mention a little bit more because we've never done as good of a job of promoting that in the past. Uh, and thank you so much to Alienware for everything that they do. It's very nice. Uh, is the is my promotion applicable in Canada, uh, Nick? You should try Travis Save Ten because I believe I know we've updated the code for us to. Um, To Travis save 10 Q2 But I don't know if we've updated it in Canada yet. So try that Nick in chat and we'll see maybe it'll it'll work Uh, Somebody says you can't buy an Alienware PC in California. That is not true. If you go to Alienware.com Alienware.com well, it's better if you go through the page for me but you can go to any of their desktops right now and what you will see at the top is Complies with CEC power consumption regulations ships to all states. So don't believe everything you read in Twitch chat because some of these people, like T Bone, might not have the latest information. T Bone, you're embarrassing yourself in front of T Bone. That's an Arrest Development reference. How's it going, Mark?
2: So the problem is that his account isn't like I uh, verified on oh. a phone, and you have some filter on, and I'm yes. trying to give him a status, a role, maybe, but I don't know. I don't really know how to do that.
0: Okay, uh, let me figure this out
2: roll if i give him guest, will that make him automatically able
0: i don't know i'll just i'll see if i can change this i gave
2: him a bunch i gave him a bunch of rolls. we had to do that uh
0: because of some spammers recently on the on the on the server you gave him a bunch of rolls. i'm a little nervous about what he can do now but i i think i'm not sure if that will override it so let me see if i can change it mark what do you think of the games coming up soon this week they're
2: gonna be great that's all i got that's (laughs) yeah that's
0: all you got I assume you said more about them on the dive, so...
2: Yeah, let me go get a caller. Just sit in the room with us while okay. we figure this out. Great. Uh,
0: Mark is off grabbing the caller. I am trying to move heaven and earth for Peter Dunn, who apparently does not have a phone number, which uh, seems like an oversight on his part because phones are helpful uh, in this modern age that we're all in. Looks like our, oh, wait, no, not yet. Mark is still not here. By the way, I saw Red Rain Final Fantasy XIV in the in the chat. Good to see you again, buddy. Uh, seems like your game is really popping off these days. Okay, Peter Dunn says it works. We're going to move him to on air. Uh, hi, Peter. Can you hear us? Can you hear me? You're muted. I'm going to wait.
4: I, I, can't, I can't hear you. Really sorry about that. Um, no, you're good. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, I'm sorry about that. My priority has to be to my amateur team because I play today. Uh, but yes. Thankfully, they had a clean series. So. You're
0: not even the amateur coach.
4: Yeah, but I still watch the team. I mean, you know, maybe the next daddy's in there.
0: Yes. Well, either way, uh, congratulations on coach of the split. How's that been for you?
4: Uh, not too bad, although, you know, I think it's a bit weird to give coach of the split before playoffs. Um, so,
0: I've I mean, you give everything, everything before coach playoffs, the... <laughs> right? It's all based I mean, off of regular season play.
4: Yeah. So I would gladly trade in my Coach of the Split for, you know, a Worlds qualification or like an LCS
2: title, so. Yes.
0: Well, Something about
2: the, the Coach of the Split coming up too, so don't worry. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Coaching staff of the Split, I guess I should say, so we can yeah. be inclusive yeah. of all the other wonderful people, yeah, I'm yeah, sure, I mean, that have worked with you to make that a success.
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, Artemis, Nash, and Turtle do a huge amount of work with the team every day, and NASA too. Who's in do you guys team,
0: get like so. coins or any, do they give you anything? Do they give
4: me coins? No,
0: like, just... like, instead of a trophy, do you get any kind of recognition?
4: <laughs> oh, I get, I, yeah, there's, a, like, a silver, uh, no, like, a see-through crystal, like, mini trophy thing. But I think EG take that, so. Oh, really? You, <laughs> you got it. it. I mean, it's, a coaching stuff. It's not coach of the split. It's a coaching yeah. stuff of the
2: split. Yeah, but, but like, you know how the people in traditional sports talk about, like, coaching mm-hmm. trees and, like, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I feel like you should have it.
0: All right. Uh, Maybe. (laughs) Well, whatever. Anyway, is our first... Oh, you just pulled him in. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, Tom Solo Mid is here. Clearly under disguise. Tom Solo Mid, where are you calling from?
5: I'm calling from Long Island.
0: From Long Island. What do you want to talk about on the show?
5: Okay, I'd just like to say, I put this split on before I knew Peter was going to be on the show, but my take is that... To be fair, I
2: I pulled you before I knew Peter was going to be on the show. This is just hilarious.
5: (laughs) My take... Is that Bjuriksson and TSM deserved coach of the sp- uh, coaching staff of the split?
4: I agree. Uh, wait, I voted,
5: okay. I voted first team for them. So I there did you go. see your ballot.
0: <laughs> okay, why do you why do you think they deserve it?
5: I think that um, on aggregate, I think that even if you look at like the voting of like who got like all pro player wise, I think that TSM actually has lower standing players all around. Like, I think that um, most people wouldn't even put Lost on the top three, while I think that uh, most people would put every position on Evil Genius, ex- except for maybe Jungle, in the top three. Okay, but...
0: Okay, where how, where would you have ranked EG and TSM at the start of the year or at the start of the split in terms of potential if you were only looking at their players?
5: Wait, start of the year or start of the split?
0: I, I mean, in either situation.
5: Um... Well, I think that I had TSM like well, TSM was kind of like the one where nobody really knew how they were going to do cuz it seemed like it could either implode or do really well. So, TSM I had top 3 probably and then Evil Geniuses at the start of the year I had like 5th or you know 4th. But that fourth. but Peter, you joined Evil geniuses Halfway through the year Right Or am I wrong in that
4: um, So I was there Halfway through So I was their coach From November But I was only able To get into the US Okay that's what March. it was
5: Yeah
0: so. so Here's Here's why I will I, I will argue For why Explain my vote And I guess Mark can as well And then Peter can def- Can explain his vote And why he thinks He agrees with you Because Here's the challenge I would have to you Caller Is like when I looked at the TSM players, I think, like, these guys, and this, by the way, it's not a slight against Bjergsen, okay? I'm not trying to, like, I'm not saying TSM sucks, Bjergsen sucks. Please don't come at me and ratio my YouTube video. Uh, but I I think that people last year would have said, like, oh, wow, this lineup, yeah, I guess there's some question marks around loss. But, like, other than that, everybody, and, and maybe Hooney. But other than that, people, I think, were way more hype on the TSM players and way more down on the EG players, right? Like Jazuki was ridiculed by. I feel like every analyst or co-streamer, et cetera. If, if people, I mean, he's still suffering from. I saw somebody in Discord today talking about how like he's still a coin flip player, right? And I, I just I think people thought Sven was washed, and uh, across the board, I just feel like people were not. Really did not have a lot of faith in the EG players and I certainly didn't have a huge amount of faith in the lineup And so when I look at what Peter Dunn has been able to do with those players, that's what makes me feel Like he's he's done a lot and and not only that But I think EG is playing a play style that we just don't really see in North America that often and really pushing the limits Um, And and I think it's been tough to get NA players to have the courage to kind of go Against this sort of more defensive passive style that people talk about, you know, the LCS being mired in especially the top teams for a long time So that's that's a lot of the reasons why I was so big on on the EG coaching staff. Mark is who's yawning wake up Get a drink
2: I feel like I voted EG because from spring to summer is the biggest chance coaching staff the split and so I think Bjerg and and the team did incredible um, in the first half of the year uh, going from uh, you know not looking great in lock in in the first couple of weeks of the LCS to being the third place team, and I think I, I might have voted for them even then. Um, I can't exactly remember, uh, but yeah, I think they're second on my ballot. I think they're really good. I don't have any problem with what they did. I just think, uh, given some of the stuff that Travis said, especially like where EG was at, I know there was a roster move and bringing uh, Danny in, but felt like they made a lot of growth and I think that was that was the most impressive thing to me so yeah I disagree caller
0: caller do you want to dispute anything before we hand it over to Peter to undermine his own legitimacy
5: <laughs> honestly I can't really dispute that much because I rate Peter Dunn very highly when it comes to coaching ever since um Mad Lions beat G2 in spring in like the first best of five so I just kind of think that you know Peter Dunn was the or uh, Evil Geniuses was the second best. I just think that um, TSM was the best.
0: So... so, Okay, sorry. Yeah, you, I, I just want to challenge the caller one more time. You said you, you just think P- TSM is the best. Like, can you elaborate a little bit on, on that? Like, what about... T- do you, is it just that they performed the best and they, like, finished first? That
5: does have to deal with it. I, I do have to agree with that. I just think that... Um, Bjergsen and uh, Kaze and Curry did more with, um, I I just think that on aggregate, like what I said before, I just think that with what they were given, TSM did better.
0: Gotcha, okay. Peter?
4: Uh, Okay, two points for this from narrative um, perspective, uh, rather than going in on detail. So um, number one, um, I think EG performed actually better than TSM over the course of the split. we went 0-3 in the first week of summer that people forget, um, where we basically threw game after game after game, every single game, uh, and went 2-1 and 3-0 for the rest of the split. There wasn't a single week where EG didn't go 2-1 or 3-0 uh, in summer split, except the first week of the season, which was a 0-3, which you can understand adapting to uh, stage time without any without any scripts. So purely from a narrative standpoint, um, I think that, uh, that EG were better over the course of the split than TSM. However, um, for my point, uh, I think that I respect TSM a lot. I think I voted TSM first on my ballot in spring, uh, uh, no, first on my ballot in summer, and maybe second in spring, first or second with Dignitas, which looks a bit foolish now, but I thought Dignitas had a really good spring. I can't remember whether it was first or second. Uh, And people say that you cannot tell what a coach contributes to the team, Um, but actually I disagree. Like when I watch TSM play the game, there are things that TSM do that other teams do not do, which must be coaching staff related, right? Like people meme on Fudge for freezing, right? But if Fudge is still freezing in playoffs in summer, then this is clearly not just a player decision, right? It's a coaching staff decision. Similarly, I don't want to go into too much detail because I don't want to give too much away too many of TSM strats going into later on in the season, but there are things that TSM do in the game, very clear strategic decisions that they make, which you can see over the course of a, you know, but however many months the season is, that are very clearly things that must be implemented by coaching staff, because they're not things, they're things that POE is doing that he's never done on previous teams. There's things that Hooney has Ho- been pretty similar, but there's changes that Speaker's has made from last year. There's things that POE is doing for the first time in his career ever. There's things that Sword Art is doing for the first time in his career ever. And there's things which Lost is doing that have been different on previous teams, but different teams he didn't have as much structure. So I think it's clear that TSM coaching staff are doing things with their team, and they're doing good things with their team. Uh, And I think it's actually they actually had a very good they they actually had a very good split. Um, If you ask me, uh, why EG maybe should have gotten it, I think it's because I I I remember at the start of spring um, that most people were saying that EG was like a sixth place team, some even seventh place team, Um, and I think that promoting a rookie and, you know, making impact play, aggressive, strong side carries and making, you know, uh, making Jizuki not a coin flip player and that kind of thing. I think that they always had those things, uh, in them on the inside. And it's very easy for me as a coach. I just say, don't coin flip and don't play weak side. <laughs> it's not more complicated than that. But from the is it not more complicated from... than that? I mean, if it's not that more complicated, <laughs> I'm surprised that it wasn't said before. Um. But, but yeah, just to finish the point, like it's, it's, um, it's from the outside looking in without knowing what's going on behind the scenes. It looks like, if I was voting neutrally, it looks like EG promoted a rookie they, who's playing well. They, they've got Jazuki and Impact playing completely differently to how they've played in the past. And I think that's why, that's why I think we got it. But I'll just say from, from the inside, it's really, it's really great working with my players. And I think that it wasn't too hard to go and say to back, go and play strong side. He, he, it's almost like he's wanted to do it all, all this time and just hasn't been allowed to. So uh, I, I can't claim too much credit there. But, but from the narrative angle, I think that's why it went the way that it did. But I, I, I voted TSM highly, both splits. And it's, I think Bjergsen is doing a great job.
0: Nice. All right.
2: We will have, I did pull another caller with a little bit more follow-up about some of the EG specific stuff, um, especially in the light of the uh, interviews that came out today, or I don't know if they were interviews or just, I saw Reddit threads about like Chizuke talking about his different coaches of the, of the uh, past couple of years. So I think it's, it'll be an interesting conversation going forward too.
0: Very good. Well, Hey, uh, thank you so much, caller. Anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next call?
5: Can I just shout out Mountain Dew Game Fuel? I won caller of the week like uh, months and months ago, and that that really uh, that that carried me from Iron Four all the way to Diamond One. So Travis, nice. that is a great sponsor you have.
0: Well, did you get uh, what what victory or what pack did you get? Did you get variety?
5: Yeah, I got the variety pack.
0: Is there a flavor that you you enjoyed the most?
5: I like the blue flavor.
0: The blue flavor. Okay, very good. Well, thank you, uh, Tom Solomid, for the call. Really appreciate it. And thank you for the shout-out. Uh, it's very nice of you.
5: Yeah, I Thank you nice so guys. much. Have yeah. a
0: good night,
2: guys. See ya.
0: See ya. Oh, uh, man. Uh,
2: should I get to the next coach caller while we're on the coaching topic? Uh,
0: yeah, I, I think I, it's fine. It's my, okay. Okay. Off Mark goes. Uh, shout-out to some subs. T-Bone, who subbed, even though I was mocking him earlier. I'm sorry, T-Bone. Um, I embarrassed myself in front of T-Bone zushi thank you for the 10 months uh nuclei thank you for the gifted sub baka player iron scrub vaults uh for 18 months mish uh cream creme game or girlfriend thank you for the 18 months uh kethius ice shredder and our caller is here student student where are you calling from
6: i'm calling in from denver
0: calling in from denver what do you want to talk about on the show
6: Yeah, so my take is uh, with Jizuke's comments from his interview today that uh, he basically was enabled by Peter this whole year and that Peter kind of let him have free reign of how he wanted to play the game along with Impact and Ignar versus having a coach from last year who was much more telling him how to play the game. Uh, It really demonstrates this idea that exists in management um, that, you know, you're not really there to do your old job to be a player and to tell them how to play you're there to support like what they're doing and like believe in the people underneath you. And I, I think there's a really good highlight from EG of just like, you know, that style of coaching and management and, you know, working with the people that you have and trusting in them, uh, builds up to the to success. Basically.
0: Counterpoint Peter done in the last call just said, all he had to do was tell Jazuke not to coin flip. Uh, so he is telling him what to do and what not to do. <laughs> and, uh, and I think you're wrong. So no, um, well, first, I think we should recognize that the coaching staff that you are referring to are still on the EG coaching staff uh, this year. So, um, I, you know, it's not like it's not like he's been entirely replaced or anything like that. But, Peter, I mean, what do you think of this this caller?
4: So I'll, I'll actually so I was thinking about whether I should say this publicly or not, uh, but I think it's okay. It. Um But all I told Jizuke was. After we went 0-3 in the first week, play like yourself when we are three to four when we are behind, when we're even, and when we're three K ahead. Play like yourself. But when we're more than three K ahead, don't play like yourself. Play like Jensen. Okay. And that was it. That's all I said. Uh, and then he Did said... you start seeing immediate
0: results? <laughs>
4: uh, I mean that's that's it. Um, yeah, I mean that that that's really that's really all I did. Uh, I don't. I mean obviously we have discussions behind the scenes and um you know it's 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 a lot of it's a lot of fun working with these guys um but but uh in fairness to jensen he did play he did play the jizuke um lee sin he was flashing in you know he was flashing in and d- to three people and dying on lee sin. so maybe you know he's he's learning from the jizuke style as well so yeah um, do you against, think that's happening uh, against, peter uh... is
0: because because uh instead of Getting Juzuke to play safe, like uh, you know, other mid laners and and passive like other mid laners in the LCS. Do you think that uh, Jizuke is just forcing all the other laners to play like crazy people and mid laners to play like crazy people in LCS?
4: Yes, and it's great. No, it's super super great. Um, I mean, it's it's far more entertaining. Um, but look, I mean, I think that I think it's funny because if you look at that Juzuke interview, um, all he's essentially saying is i didn't tell him not to be himself right i was just like just go and play the game and then he went to play the game and it was good that's it so so i I mean i I think i'm fortunate to have such a a good roster uh, in place that all works well together um and all my job is basically to say to the players because obviously they they want to play a really high risk high reward play uh, kind of play they all have that mindset which again when we were building this roster, Impact was supposed to be the one who who maybe counterbalanced everyone else, but he's even more crazy than than Jazuke sometimes uh, in comps. Um, but the the all the all that I'm doing is saying dial it back in these situations, right? You know, you're winning 5K. You don't need to tower dive their nexus and throw the entire game. You know, you're you're you have two items on your Tristana at 12 minutes in the first game of the season. We're like two Drakes up. 5k head something, against against uh, Dignitas. You don't need to jump in and kill the guy solo on mid-late when we're 5k up. Um, and that's kind of my job uh, on a team like this, where everyone in the team, even Danny, just wants to jump in and fight you to the death. So,
2: so I was yeah. going to ask a little bit about that, because, I mean, I know you didn't come in till March, but you were, I assume, doing remote coaching and stuff. What has changed about the team from spring to summer other than the Danny change? Because you guys are clearly playing better. Was it just that it took time for everyone to get it? Like, did people always see the game the same way, but they just like in the moment weren't seeing it the same way? Or were there people who had to get brought into the fold about like playing the game this way?
4: So it's very hard to do remote coaching. I think that the biggest thing that I did when I came in is, so there's a champion that I don't want to talk about um, because we may use it in playoffs, but let's say it's a champion that you wouldn't consider to be a viable champion uh in in the role that it has played in it. uh, and it's definitely not viable uh, uh i thought it was definitely not viable and we played two scrims with it and it was completely garbage and we got completely smashed into the floor in like 12 minutes uh and i spoke to the player who was playing that that champion and i said to him look are you sure that this champion is good like Tell me under what circumstances it's good, and that player turned around to me, and we had a long talk about it, whilst the review was being handled by by Artemis, because he'd forced the champion in the in the in the in the previous scrim. So you know people were a bit pissed off because we'd lost two games in a row, and it looked like we were wasting time. Uh, and then I went and said to this player, look, explain to me what your vision is with this champion, because maybe I'm not understanding it properly. And then we picked it the next scrim as well, uh, smashed with that, smashed it with the next scrim, and then started picking it a lot. Uh, and added it to our champion pool and i think it's a useful tool that maybe we'll show next weekend uh, and i think that is the big thing big maybe difference that that i've come in and said like being willing to stand up for a single player um, when you know maybe there's a bit of dispute about how we want to play and say okay we'll try it your way but in exchange for you trying it for this guy today you play standard tomorrow and allow this guy to test his pick and I think that that's the big difference between me being remote and me being there on the site. Uh, Cause sometimes it's hard to moderate that kind of discussion, right? Like I can't go to let's call him player X. If I'm remote and go and say, come to me into discord, right? Like that, that that's just stupid. It's not going to work. Right. Um, and I think, I think that's the, that's the, that that's the main difference. Uh,
0: sounds like an episode of Ted Lasso. First off. Secondly, uh, I was going to, I was going to ask, do you, Okay, there's there's obviously been a ton of credit that's been given to EG for playing these more aggressive styles. we talked ad nauseum about it. I think what is interesting to me is, like, I would have thought perhaps that was you bringing that over. Obviously, you've got Jazuke, so he's, like, naturally interested in doing that. But this idea of, like, hey, we're going to disrupt the more passive play styles of North America. Is it a thing where that's not the case, where, like, these players just started doing this, and then you're like yeah, we're going to go along with it, uh, or, you know, how how did that play style arise on EG?
4: I mean, basically, you know, I had a hand in roster building in the offseason, and the players that I like tend to be the ones that play aggressively. But so, what's weird is, so like, obviously...
0: Impact was not playing aggressively, so how did you know that he wanted to do this, or was it... Because because
4: if you need somebody who can play aggressively, you need somebody to anchor the rest of the team and not jump in as five. Um like, you know, you, you can have four people jumping in, but one person has to be the, you know, the the angel on the... Sh- you, you know, uh, do you have that in America? You know where, yeah, where yeah, somebody's yeah. trying to make the a... Devil and the a, Yeah, devil and angel, right? You need to have one angel to balance out the the four devils that are telling you to run in, right? And, like, start barren for no reason when five people are on the map, you know? Uh, so so Impact, like, Impact was the first person that we had on the roster. Um, and I have to appreciate uh, Andrew, who's our GM, for, for allowing for for being willing to 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 go for impact and to to go for him early in the off season um and yeah so it just happens that once i got once we got to know the players better then we just had to shift a few things with how we dealt with the game but the 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 intention was always to go aggressive it's just you know i i've <laughs> in 2018 i was on a splice team that went to 35 minutes every single game like like there's a meme in Europe, which is Peter Dunn time is thirty five plus minutes, but that is literally the only time in my entire career that I've been on a team that tried to stall to thirty five minutes, and my hair almost went gray by the end of the season like I, I mean i you just can't take that kind of thing it's it's super super stressful, so aggression is always better. Go fight it early and like if you're gonna if you're gonna get stomped, at least get stomped in twenty minutes
2: it's an eighty four minute game, and yeah, it feels it feels bad. <laughs> Yeah. No real
0: in the chat asks the question that I was thinking as well. Is like, who the hell is E.G.'s angel now? Then because you, you mentioned that impact is sometimes even crazier than Jazuka in the comms and, mm-hmm. and the way he wants to play.
4: I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure I should say this. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting to see if Empire's messaging me. Okay. Uh, yes. That is it's Danny. It's um, Danny. Yeah. So the. Uh,
2: <laughs> I was going to guess because I had him <laughs> on the desk after one of his games and it was the Jizuke Lee Sing game you're talking about and I was like so uh, after Jizuke like kicked Braum two times in a team fight were you guys like hey let's play slower he's like yes he's like I'm a Tristana. I want to follow the steps in this and like yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I not mean surprised. it's not it's
4: not, al- it's not always Danny but it's primarily Danny so yeah I mean sometimes sometimes it's even Jizuke sometimes it's even Jizuke so
0: Mark uh, any Any other thoughts on this before I throw it back to our caller?
2: No, I mean, I think that I hit on a lot of the stuff we were I was going looking to talk about
0: yeah well student uh what what do you think of all this? is there any does it just sort of validate your your take already?
6: Yeah, I mean when uh specifically when Peter was talking about like how he manages scrims and gives players a chance, I think that really highlights you know I'm, I'm a manager, so it highlights kind of my approach to management where You got to kind of give up your day-to-day micromanagement of like exactly what people are doing and trust the people you got underneath you. And it it sounds like he does a great job, especially for the head coach, right? Like the coaching staff as a whole, maybe not, but the guy in charge, uh, it's nice to know he's got your back.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much, student, for the call. Anything you want to say before we uh, move on to the next caller?
6: Uh, Yeah, real quick. I just want to shout out this new podcast I've been listening to lately. It's called Rift Reaction, where a man named Travis Gafford and Emily Rand Maybe you've heard of them. Uh break down stuff that's happened around the world in League of Legends each week. It's great. Love it.
0: And it's only thanks. thirty thirty-five to forty minutes long each each time. So we're not asking you to do another two hours. Okay. Thank you though, student. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Can um,
4: can confirm that's a fantastic podcast. You guys should all listen to it.
0: Thank you. I high praise. Uh, praise from the, the head coach of the coaching staff of the split. Thanks, uh, thanks again, student. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Okay. On to the next caller. Uh, but, yeah, by the way, if you guys want to listen to Rift Reaction, it's uh, pretty good. I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, doing that show with Emily, and she hard carries me every week. So uh, thank you to, I think I got I Shredder, and then Michael Dew and Trevor Monreal. Thank you, everybody, for the subs. I appreciate it. I'm trying to uh, keep things flowing. Kit Kats is here. Is that, uh, is that the way to pronounce that? There's an X in there.
1: Uh, no, just Kit just Kat.
0: Kit Kat okay what do you where are you calling from
1: Uh, South Lake Texas
0: oh from Texas what do you want to talk about on the show
1: Uh, I have the take that TL three one in cloud nine was more of C9 being an absolute shit show and I think TSM is gonna throw them quite convincingly on this this weekend
0: okay so it's it was all C9 sucking and then and so TL is gonna get exposed this coming weekend Uh, when TSM 3-0s them?
1: Not really exposed, because I think they're playing to their skill level, I just think TSM will just, it's just a better team.
0: Okay, so what, What? I guess the two sides of this is, what makes you feel like C9 was, you know, so bad this weekend? Or what, you know, what was it that, that caused it to be C9 losing rather than TL winning in your mind? And then also, what uh, gives you so much confidence in TSM this weekend?
1: Uh, I think that uh, C9, all their, they have no cohesion. Like, they don't play as a team. Like, if you looked at all their games, so it's just a whole bunch of them making like split plays or them not coordinating on their dives because, like, I just saw so many failed tower dives or so many failed covers for Fudge or them trying to dive the in that game, I think game one or two as Ziggs. And I just, I don't think that's how they usually play
0: Gotcha. Okay. And then uh, for the TSM stuff, do you want to expand a little bit beyond just like they're the better team?
2: Uh, I, oh, think I, I Sorry, I, I, let's just focus on the C9 TL part. So I'm pretty okay. sure uh, I have other 100 Thieves, TS or excuse me, TSM TL matchup talkers.
0: Okay, sounds good. All right, so uh, this past weekend, Mark, how much of it was, to the caller's point, C9 lo- losing versus TL winning?
2: I think it was mostly TL winning, but I was surprised when I was on the dive and people were so positive on TL now because I don't think C9 looked good. I think, you know, these were sub 30-minute games with, like, 7,000 gold leads, you know, 18 minutes in, all their their turrets down, basically. Like, if you're playing well, I don't know if it's quite going to go that bad. Um, so, I'm, I'm a little bit actually with the caller that I don't think C9 looked impressive. I thought TL had a really smart game plan about how much they camp mid and focused on mid. Perks has the most deaths in the league, pre-15 minutes, um, and he, he actually plays relatively aggressively, so, like, it's very punishable. And that's basically what TL did was they just giga-camped mid um, in a nutshell. I, <laughs> and, I mean, top lane, i I think they they did a lot of other intelligent things about like some of their drafts i really liked um but the overall idea was it felt to me like hey just shit on perks because he dies a lot and you can you can uh, abuse him
0: so you're you're kind of it sounds like you're kind of somewhere in the middle mark or like you do think tl played well but they they did look extra good because c9 was just not where they needed to be
2: much i don't think c9s looked good all year and i don't think that they suddenly looked much better i think tl did compared to the regular season but i also didn't don't i don't know if i'm suddenly putting tl above these other teams like tsm and eg and 100 thieves the other teams that were clearly in their own tier through the the summer split
0: yeah how about you peter what did you think of that match
2: oh
4: well it was a very un-tl type of
2: game no like they went super hard
4: at them right from the right from the start um, I think I think nine work honestly like if i I'm glad that I wasn't in Cloud9's position playing t l like if they come because all of your pregame prep is based on a team playing a particular style right and then t l come with you and first game they go Leeson mid. I think they played Leeson mid twice that series right they were two zero on Leeson. uh and jensen's like flash kicking in you know you're like what what's going on like, is this really Jensen are they putting somebody else on his uh on on his pc I, actually he was in the studio so there's no way right but but you hey. know it was. I, I was impressed with how T.R. played the game. Uh, like, they, it wasn't clean. It wasn't 100% clean, but they, they, they showed a side of them that maybe they haven't shown before. It was really interesting. The, the fourth game was really fun, where the two AD were just sitting staring at each other whilst they were fighting 4v4 on the top side of the map to the death.
2: Did, did you see the uh, the stats about procs? Proc- <laughs> yeah,
4: I did, I did. It was beautiful. I,
2: I could not believe it was actually that low. It was basically 0% <laughs> time spent in <spent> your tactical. <laughs>
4: um but no i, I mean I, I wouldn't use this series to say that cloud nine are, are so obviously cloud nine were. there's some teams that are very heavily prep dependent and i don't know what cloud nine are like on their prep right but what i will say is tsm are a team that are always really really well prepped and i'm going to be honest i think speaker is probably going to win mvp but if speaker wins mvp he better like take K- keys out, Case? K- keys. I don't know how to pronounce his name actually after all this time, keys. but keys. he better take him out for, for like a meal afterwards because that's a team that is super, super well prepped from every single game. And that's not something that, it's just the junglers job to prep, right? Uh, and maybe, maybe Cloud9 are a team that are prep reliant. We don't know, right? And if TL come out like this and you have prepped everything to play against regular season TL and then you're suddenly playing against playoff TL, who are doing things that you don't expect them to do, it can really, really throw you off, right? Um, So maybe that's a bit of what happened in that series. Uh, But definitely, like, Cloud9 weren't at their best, but, you know, they weren't at their best in the spring playoffs, and they still found ways to pull out the win. And I would not like to be the team that has to face them in low bracket. That's all I would say.
0: I mean, okay, let me ask the two of you guys this. Uh, How much worse does C9 look than than they did during the rest of the split because like this is a team that tied for 4th with TL uh for 15 and 12 when you just look at their summer record and I I was an interesting thing because certainly TL seems to have justified it but it like as we got closer to playoffs everybody started they there was that whole like oh they're dodging C9 so that they can face EG stuff like people seem To just be like actually C9 and TL are going to be monsters in the playoffs Especially C9 And that's... I kind of wonder if people Were kind of Overestimating that and like really thinking Like oh Pirx playoff buff Or C9 playoff buff when in reality maybe They played at, to the same Level that they've been playing for a lot of the LCS split I, I'm curious about both your Opinions on that.
2: that that's literally what I was Saying is that I, I don't think C9 Played well I think they played to their level right now, which is like the fifth best team in the league. And I'm saying, I, I think TL did play well and they beat them. That was my whole point was that yes. C9 looked like a somewhat disjointed team that struggles.
0: Mark, Mark, my my question was, I guess, more related to, do you think that people, like, do you think it was silly of people to give them so much additional credit heading to playoffs? Because certainly they played the way they have been. But do you think like this, it, it was it foolish for people to think that I guess in hindsight?
2: Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, people were talking about G2 having their like little goofy moments, their happy moments in, in regular season after like winning championships dominantly or like whatever. Um, I don't think C9 ever showed that they were that like incredible. Uh, on that same level so i don't know i uh i don't i the, the playoff buff thing i i definitely wasn't 100 percent on
0: yeah well certainly it feels I'm... like it's playing out that way sorry peter go ahead I mean, seen i never look like they're having fun right even when they were winning they don't
4: they never look like they were having fun like I, yeah. um but so I, I think it's a different mentality but the um oh what i will say though is when people talk about, you know, the 100 Thieves Academy game at the end of the season and people are like, oh, you know, they're avoiding TL playoff buff and they're avoiding C9 playoff buff. What about, like, Impact playoff buff or Svenskeren playoff buff or
0: Jizuke playoff buff or Iglar playoff buff? You know, well, they like, weren't worried about split. Svenskeren because you're running contracts, I guess.
1: <laughs> I mean? Uh, when have they want to split past 2018? I don't remember. Didn't, didn't
4: Impact win, like, last year?
0: No, I think. yeah, yeah. yeah. K- Kit, are you talking about TL oh, or are you talking right, about C9? Because
4: because because T- because went in the league in 2019. We were it's
1: second year, right? 2020, 2021. K- Kit, who were you referencing
0: with that caller?
1: No, I'm talking about Sven. I don't know. If Impact's really good in the playoffs. I like. I don't see Sven performing ever since he got off C9. So.
0: Gotcha. I okay.
4: mean. Yeah. I mean. Uh, uh Kelsey Kelsey's flaming me in the chat for not being committed to any talent because I'm skipping amateur. Yeah, I mean it's 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 unacceptable. Okay, sorry, what was the point? Oh yeah, um so so yeah, so so people look there are um there are things that um you know different teams can have different playoff paths, right? Just because impact went from TL to EG doesn't mean that he's forgotten how to play in the playoffs. Uh, And I think that uh, it's a bit disrespectful basically what teams are saying about EG right now, which is that for some reason we don't get a playoff buff, but everyone else gets a playoff buff. That's just a side point to this. Uh, As for the series itself, uh, it's hard to say, I I need to see Cloud9 in another playoff series, because if TL had played their standard slow style and Cloud9 had had got smashed by them, then I would say, okay, then this is clearly Cloud9 just playing badly. But it could very easily just have been TL pulling out something that Cloud9 were not expecting, um, and Cloud9 not being able to adapt in time. Right? It could it could go either way. So I'm not willing to rule out Cloud9 just yet.
2: On the playoff buff thing, the the broadcast and especially High definitely thought you know Impact had a playoff buff. You saw that graphic. That's basically the. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's buff. such a
4: mean graphic, man. <laughs> no? uh, oh, you missed
2: wait, our, wait, our, wait. our talk in the beginning about it a little bit.
0: Yeah.
4: I mean, that's something EG should
0: tweet out no?
2: no, no, there. No, no. Impact tweeted, ended up tweeting out himself. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah like...
0: it's true. All right. Uh, KitKat, thank you so much for the call. Anything you want to shout out before we take a quick break?
1: Uh, shout out to GameFuel and Alienware. And I hope EG beats 100 Thieves because I think they're terrible.
0: <laughs> okay. So do I. Okay. Thank you. Thank oh, you. boy. Thank
4: you this
1: oh,
0: shit. <laughs> why, why are 100T terrible, Peter?
4: Oh no no! I meant I, sorry. I meant I meant I hope we beat hundred thieves too. I didn't say
0: I didn't mean the hundred thieves are terrible. It's okay. It's already been yeah, clipped.
2: Someone, someone, clip it where yeah, uh, uh, hundred <laughs> thieves are terrible, and Peter goes, "I agree."
0: Kit Kat, thanks so much for the call, and thank you for giving us the clip. Uh, I really appreciate oh, no. it. Catch you next time. Thank you. Kit. Okay, uh, we are going to take a quick break to talk about a. New sponsor that has joined us uh, for at least a couple of weeks. Um, they are, we're doing some really cool stuff with them. So uh, it's a company, a service called Talkspace. You can do exclamation mark uh, Talkspace in the chat right now if you want to get a link and a code to their service. Uh, and if you're watching on YouTube, you can go click a link there. If you're listening to it on stream, or sorry, you're streaming it, that show uh, on as a podcast, please uh, go take a look at the YouTube uh, link, but Talkspace is this really cool service uh, that I think a lot of people can maybe uh, benefit from right now, especially because it's been a tough uh, past 18 months or so. Uh, So they sort of brand themselves as therapy anytime. And that's one of the reasons I'm so excited to partner with them because I think it's such such a wholesome sponsor. So what's neat about the service is that you sign up for it and they help match you with a therapist. And so uh, if, you, if you head over to the link, you'll see that not only do they accept insurance, not only is, are they av- available for couples th- therapy, teens, individuals, et cetera, they even help uh, do stuff with uh, psych- psychiatry if there's some medication management you might need. Uh, but it's, it's a service where basically after they assign you a therapist, you're able to message them anytime you want. Uh, and the therapist is available to reply back. They're available five days a week, but it's a great way for you in that moment, if you're going through something, to go ahead and open up Talkspace and shoot them a message. And it's it's just a fantastic service that I think a lot of people can benefit from. Because guess what, Like it, it, is, it is really difficult for a lot of people to go find and do the work of Researching online, figuring out what uh, options you have, you know, who's near you to go talk to and then and then finding somebody who's got an office and availability. This is something that you can do, you know, right now uh, to help, you know, improve your own mental health and take take this step. So we have code Travis, which you can use when you sign up for the service, which will save you a ton on your first month. And it gives you a, I think what's fantastic about it is it gives you a way to try the service uh, without, you know, you know, just give it a try yourself. Uh, but one other thing that we're doing with them that is really cool that I will mention is I'm actually doing a couple interviews with some folks in the esports, in and around the esports space, uh, talking about mental health issues. And one of the people that we're doing this with, the first interview is with somebody named Jason Docton, will be streaming this immediately after Hotline League. And it is a very interesting interview because this is a guy who has worked uh, in this space for a while, but also has worked with LCS pros and streamers and all sorts of folks. And so hearing uh, sort of the work that he does, I think has been really interesting to me because oftentimes we do not really understand the scope of the challenges that people who are competing or streaming or all that stuff go through, so that interview is fantastic, and I just like the fact that they're helping me, uh, you know, do these these interviews, this type of content. It's something special and unique that we're able to do for the channel because of Talkspace. So again, thank you so much, to Talkspace. Please click that link, use code Travis. It is really helpful um, whenever you sign up for that service, and maybe you know, maybe just sign up, just check it out, click the link, and and look at the page because uh, that stuff does does help us out a ton, but uh, thank you all so much for uh, supporting the show by uh, checking out Talkspace and thank you Talkspace for sponsoring the show. Please stick around after Hotline League is done so that you can catch that interview. I, I promise it's very fascinating. I think a lot of people will find it interesting. It was uh, I did not even expect some of the stuff that we ended up getting into. Anyway, uh, thanks again to Talkspace and we're ready for the next caller, Mark, if you wanna go off and, and grab them. Thank you to Sammy Laws for the Prime sub and Tipsy Turkey uh, for gifting a community sub. That's uh, very cool. I see uh, folks in chat uh, promo- uh, popping the link up, which is awesome to see. Thank you guys for that. Um, Okay, where Hello. are we? Our caller is here, Trap is here. Trap, where are you calling from?
7: I'm calling from Hanover, New Hampshire.
0: From New Hampshire. Okay, what do you wanna talk about on the show? Yeah. Uh, so my take
7: uh, was that Dignitas and IMT and Golden Guardians later this week shouldn't be getting a ton of hate because for a lot of the players on the team, they're all like first-year LCS starters and first-year rookies are going to make mistakes. So them shitting on them, and I think, obviously shitting on them is sort of bad, but I think the reason it's really bad is because I think this uh, obstructs or like restricts local talent from developing because if you're just going to shit on first year rookies because they're bad because they're just new then no one's going to fucking want to try and play the game
0: gotcha okay well it sounds like you're just assuming all those teams are going to lose
7: i mean no they might not lose but like i think it's like if you think about the tl versus c9 game it's sort of fair to give criticism to perks because cost eleven million like dollars but then like if you if, the, if you look at the hate that fake god was getting in like the opposite match then it's kind of undeserved because he's playing against literally how many accolades were there? Like six, seven, eight yeah,
0: we could pull up the graph world
7: champion, you know? Like basically what I was trying to say is they're rookies and they're gonna make mistakes and like people should like obviously they played bad, but like you shouldn't be like hang them, you know, and bring in the next person. Because there literally is like nobody, I'd say, that's as good as the players that are on that team right now. So
2: to answer Travis's question, Hundred Thieves and Dig play each other, Travis. So one of those teams is gonna win.
7: Yeah.
4: Yeah. You mean you mean uh, Hundred Thieves? Play oh, excuse
2: D- me. Uh, Immortals, D- Immortals and Dig play each other. So, <laughs> my bad. So one of those teams is gonna win, and one of them will be safe from flame. Um, but I think if you look at the two Reddit threads, if I agree that like it felt like Dig got shit on harder. And their players than um, C9. C9 players. Whereas, like, yeah, people were going hard on perks and some of the play uh, of him and, and the other players and stuff. But, like, if you look at the dig one, they're like, you know, well, these fucking guys need to get out of the LCS next year. <laughs> you know, it was like, I don't want to see fake God of Yasui and I don't want to see any of these shitters other than Akkadian. That was basically yeah. what the, the comment section was. I like. thought
0: Yasui got some praise. That was the there was a thread Tom Shue was doing a victory lap, if you go if you go Wait. take a look,
2: last I'm, about the series that just happened.
0: Yeah, I mean that the the post match I don't I don't, was, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I'll I'll go see, see, see if I can find pitch, it, but I I'm pretty is. sure people. I think that,
2: you're thinking of like a week and a half ago in a random yeah best of one. We're talking about the, the the best of five that just happened.
7: The one the one where Yasuo got flamed. Tom Shoe says game two. Oh, was the
0: it was the game it was the second game where. Maybe it was a thread that was just about that game or something like that, but yeah, there was, a, yeah, maybe, there was definitely maybe. some praise for him. Regardless, I, what sounds like Mark is saying is uh, you should go complain about C9 as much as you complain about Dick, Complain about them equally.
7: Yeah, like, No, I think the focus should be on like trying to point out the fact that they're rookies and that you have to differentiate the hate you give based on the experience the player has. You know, like if, and that's something that we don't do a lot well in the NA community just because we're all like NA bad, kick W and all that BS. But especially like having watched a lot more amateur and academy, like you got to bring up the people and pull them up rather than pushing them down.
0: I mean, it, it is very true. And I think people forget about the amount of new players that we brought into the league this year. And it's disappointing to me because people were calling for the long-standing players that have been competing on teams for very many years and didn't ever make worlds and seem to sort of be stagnating, to be replaced with new players, um, and then when those new players come out and they don't have a ton of success immediately, uh, people get very upset about it, uh, which is kind of weird because some of these, like I, I don't think the goal for, you know, you mentioned Immortals for instance, Immortals very clearly would love to go to worlds I think that that would feel like massive success to them. But that was not why that roster was built. You know, building a Sword Art or a Perks or an Althari roster, those that's why those those rosters are built. So it is really disappointing whenever people can't celebrate, like, the the successes that some of these guys have had or, you know, acknowledge that, like, okay, this guy, you know, is obviously losing to these, like, veterans for X reason.
4: So so i kind of wish that some of the rookies had so i firstly i agree everything you said caller although i will say i, I know tom she's not going to be very happy with this but what happened to saligo what does saligo do to, that he deserved to be dropped like wasn't Bro. he playing insane I yeah, mean, i'm on the same
7: train man i'm on I mean, the like, same He he, same must have,
4: he must have done something really bad behind the <laughs> scenes to, to 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 be dropped like i i had him on my my mvp team ballot in the in the spring split like number two or number three probably number three maybe it could have been number two number two or number three in spring like what happened to or him?
2: for for dig right yeah
4: like what happened like i mean did, okay, okay did- no
2: just the way you said that you had him on your mvp team ballot for a second i heard just mvp <laughs> ballot i was like you're gonna put no, saligo no, no, no. You-
4: <laughs> no 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 like i had him as mid like number two or number three mid like i, th- I remember perks was one and i can't remember whether I-, I put poe two or three and like saligo was two or three right and i felt that he was pretty good at the start of spring and then he just disappeared like I didn't see him anymore, and like he's now he's now not even playing with the academy jungler because Dado moved on and they they moved Acadian up, and I mean I, I mean I, I wonder what happened to him, like okay but anyway leaving aside leaving aside that, like I, I agree with you that you need time for rookies to develop. I just wish some of the I wish North America was an environment where rookies could trash talk, and build personality and show their personality without being knocked down. And I, I think Fudge is an exception because Fudge has less at stake than some of these rookies, right? Because, like, if, if Fudge is, when Fudge was trash-talking on C9 in Springfield, you know, he has four veterans backing him up, right? Whereas when Niles is trash-talking, like, he he, he has more to lose individually. So I wish that they, that that we didn't put down people as soon as they tried to show any personality. And I wish that fans would celebrate the things that, people do well rather than the things that they do badly right rather than just attacking the things they do badly not just for rookies but just for all players in this region bergs uh, in the
0: chat uh sorry peter did you hear yeah. something else to say no 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 bergs in the chat says i think this is a trash take they're professionals people should be reasonable it shouldn't be personal but if it is about their play it's fair to criticism look i okay. i don't think that anyone in, on here is saying never criticize a player's performance if they are not a veteran but I, I think it's a little bit like in and out in and out is, is a great place. It makes an amazing product for $5. But if I was going to get, eat the $5 dollars in and out Burger or like a $60 or $70 steak from a steakhouse, I'm going to hold the in and out Burger to different standards than the $60 or $70 steak because I'm getting a very different product. And I think that's what's frustrating is that it does feel like people just universally hold all the players to the same standard, despite the fact that the context around them is dramatically different, including, by the way, the salaries of some of these guys. And so it like I am not on board with the idea of like, yeah, go flame perks more because, you know, like i d I'm not gonna command I'm not the type of person who thinks that the solution to somebody playing poorly is just to go be a shithead about it online but i do think it is weird to me that you often do see way more criticism levied against some of these rookies than you do against perks who is the 70 or 11 million dollar stake
2: i uh, i'm giggling oh, okay. at twitch chat okay. you, you go a second hold right. on just travis hang yourself up man <laughs> 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 i love the idea of hanging up on yourself uh, I, and then someone said they're arguing about what your point was, and says to, someone goes, "No, the argument is that some players are not edible, while others are."
7: <laughs> uh, well, that, that analogy might have felt a bit flat, but I the analogy was completely
0: fun. fine. It's just that Twitch yeah. Twitch chat likes to shit on everything, <laughs> and this community yes, is toxic as exactly. yeah. <laughs> fuck.
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do
0: agree. Um,
4: but, but actually, caller, so 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 so, mm-hmm. can I ask the caller a question? Is that yes. allowed?
0: That, yes, of course it's allowed. Okay,
4: so 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 actually, so you I've can
0: pre-submit to... your question to me, Peter, and I'll read it to the caller.
4: <laughs> so I've got a question, which is, what? Um, how would you change this?
7: Uh, if I had some administrative role, like in you... the LCS like ecosystem, yeah,
4: because I mean, people are going to be negative no matter what, right? So how do you give them the opportunity to be more positive?
7: Well, I mean, I think like negativity in NA is such a complex topic, and it has like really not necessarily deep roots, but it's the the seeds of negativity has really deep like really sown deep in the last couple years at least. I I've been a fan since season two. I remember watching like IPL four TSM, and that's when I started watching league. You know, so it's at least my from my perspective nowadays like. I think one of the biggest ways I would hope it changes is maybe the, like the LCS is a market, but even when you look at viewer statistics, LCS almost makes up like a smaller pie of the total like LCS viewership base. So maybe not necessarily regulating, but like providing increased guidelines to the larger space is one thing that I think it does infringe on like freedom of speech and whatever, but I wonder if that would have an effect just because like LCS now is more than just the people that are talking on the analyst desk or the casters. It's a lot of other personalities who bring in their own takes that wanna get the you know paid, that wanna like bring attention to themselves and stuff. And sometimes I feel like that feeds the most into the negative takes part because no LCS like professional caster is gonna be like, this guy sucks and like X, Y, and Z, but that's literally you hear that like or not literally, but like you hear that a lot more often in other um broadcasts that are about also coast official streams. LCS broadcasts.
0: You could yeah, you can say co streams. We all know we all know what you're talking right. about. So. Well, I mean,
7: yeah, but coast like talking shit about co streams is so like last month and stuff you know like it's already been talked about a
0: bunch <laughs> you're trying to you're trying to keep with the trends uh yeah sure. <laughs> i was trying to, i was trying to make
7: sure that like i didn't just focus on coastings because it's also like the twitter and then all the shows that happen like hotline league is one show but then you have like something inside you have uh crackdown you have face check like all these other shows that make money off of the product lcs and sometimes they make money off of it just through a very negative lens which kind of just builds upon itself. Gotcha. So it's not just co-streams.
0: So you just like to see community figures be more, more positive or less, I I guess, toxic or critical.
7: Well, I I just wish like they would have a more mature lens with which they see players in the game, you know, in terms of like, not a rookie in their first year isn't going to do good. So you flaming that rookies, literally like you should be saying yeah i'd make the same mistake when i was in my first year i feel like that should be the perspective you share instead of oh my god x person is doing so bad or oh my god x person is messing this up so
0: no i think that's fair i mean terrible. i i will i'm comfortable calling him out because i or not calling him out. i'm comfortable mentioning him because we're such good pals but like peter is uh very 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 critical not peter done peter paying of of certain players on the coast stream um who are rookies and so yeah i mean i think For me, I wish he gave them more leeway uh, whenever he was talking about them instead of saying like, I don't know, paraphrasing, but like, I can't believe they're in the league or something like that, because I do think it it helps perpetuate some of the frustrations that people are having with players who are still figuring their stuff out. All right, Uh, Zex, thanks so much for the call. Is there anything you want to shout out before we go on to our next caller?
7: Uh, Yeah, I want to give a shout out to one of, uh, there was this take that Peter done made in one of your interviews, which was about thinking of any talent and any development pipeline as a two to three year goal, sort of like what happened with Rogue and Mad Lions in Europe and like really like investing long term in that. I've been following a lot of amateur this season and I feel like it can definitely grow in the same way, you know, but we just need to sort of give it time. So shout out to Peter Dunn because the dude is the dude, I feel like has helped revolutionize or bring about this newer era that hopefully can show its fruits two or three years down the line when NA, you know, finally wins worlds. Copium, copium, copium. Okay, that was mm-hmm. kind of crazy. Thanks for the copium
2: hit. <laughs> oh, he coming.
0: literally just left himself.
2: He's like, all right, I'm done. I'm."
0: There. Yeah, yeah. He's, you can't say I mean, when NA wins worlds what and the, then stick what, around.
4: What, what a nice, what a nice guy.
0: Yeah. All right, oh, okay. uh, off to the next caller. Thank you to we had a scam train earlier. Thank you to uh, Bayoria, Waffles, Coffer, Tipsy Turkey for the gifted subs. Sammy's LOLs, uh, nineteen ninety seven Steve. Uh, I think I mentioned Natural Ninja. Natural Ninja, you've been missed in another stream. I know, I know that much. Sukasim and Husky Leo. Looks like Rico Suave is here. Frequent uh, caller and long time caller. I feel like you were in maybe our first ten episodes or so, Rico, but. Uh, You want to remind everyone where you're calling from?
3: I'm actually calling from a different place now, and uh, guess why. I'm calling from New Rochelle, New York.
0: Gotcha. Well, uh, it's good to uh, chat with you. What do you want to talk about on the show?
3: I want to talk about how TL is going to 3-1 TSM.
0: TL is going to 3-1 TSM. Oh, boy. Yep.
3: All right. Well, I'm excited to hear you and
0: Mark face off because I know he disagrees with this, but um, what? Why do you think that they're going to 3-1 TSM?
3: Well, as you can see, the most obvious uh, answer to that is what TL did to C9, as well as everybody keeps highlighting um, on TSM is uh, number one strength, which is Spica, which is, could also be TSM's weakness. If Spica doesn't uh, become that driving force that TSM normally becomes during the early to mid game with ganks, um, TSM, TSM will collapse. And I say that because uh, TSM bot lames normally, you know, consistent. They try to play safe as much as possible and play super well during mid, late, and team fights. Uh, everybody keeps giving, well, they're not giving Jizuke that coin flip player title anymore. I think it should more, mostly be Huni. Uh, if Huni gets tilted off the face of the earth, he will literally find it very ill. You, you rarely see him recover from being tilted. And P- Poe is only good whenever his team is doing good. And if he doesn't get that help that he normally gets for speak then he's going to fall apart as well. And as you can see, like everybody in TL right now have stepped up the game. The people that have been in the most criticism has been Jensen. And he has proven to all the haters that he's not that mid tier uh, Mid laner that everybody him to be.
0: So it sounds it sounds like you feel as though TSM really relies too much on speaker and like that that will be their undoing because because perhaps TL can exploit that. Exactly. Okay, gotcha.
2: Before All right. I go, since I've I've already given my take on on uh, the dive, I want to hear what Peter has to say.
4: About throwing me, throwing me under the bus like that. Mark. Yeah,
2: of course. You you you're not on this side of the bracket. You're fine. You can say who you think's gonna win and why.
4: TSM are always a very, very well prepped team.
2: That's what I will say. Uh in, in their defense.
4: Like if but I will say two things. Number one, when you pull something that they're not expecting, they sometimes struggle to adapt. Um for instance, we use contracts against TSM twice this season, right? Uh, and they played against contracts as if they were playing against Vengo. Um, uh, so,
0: so they need a sub in Armeo, is what you're telling telling. I to mean, me. that's, the, <laughs> that's the I, no, no.
4: It's, keep Santorin because they have very little tape on Santorin from summer split, right? True. Um, so I will say that if you want to beat TSM, you have to overcome their prep advantage because they're they're always a really really well prepped team. They always have like good strategies prepared, good preemptive ways to, to counter you and that kind of thing. Uh, and I don't think it's unwinnable for TL. I think TSM should be the favorites, rightfully so. I think TSM have played better over the course of the year. Um, with the one exception being in uh, towards the end of Swing Split. Um, but they um... <laughs> but TL, the TL that you saw in regular season, the TL that played against Cloud9 is not the same TL that you saw in regular season. That'll be really interesting to see what they what they pull out against against TSM, and I think the series is actually a lot closer than people thought. Just as I thought, the Cloud9 series was closer than people thought as well. Because look, TL went zero five against Cloud9 this year, and if you've gone zero five against Cloud9, you know how to lose to Cloud9, right? I think they're they also are they zero five against TSM or 1-4 I think they're I
0: think they're zero five against TSM. They're
2: zero 0-5 against TSM yeah, sure. in regular season, but they three one them twice in spring playoffs. Right.
4: Okay. But, I mean, if you've lost to TSM that much, you know how to lose to them, right? So if you know how to lose to them, then you can work out what doesn't work, and that gives you an advantage. So now you know how to beat them. In theory, you just don't
0: do the things that made you lose. I feel like TSM fans are not going to be happy with that answer of like, oh, <laughs> and, and why will...
2: <laughs> we did this to win, why don't we do the thing that won us this, those games? Why can't... Yeah.
4: Because if you're look, if you're the winning team and you've had a strategy that makes things that make that 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 has been working, right? You don't have an emphasis on changing, right? Because you you think That's you have,
2: close.
4: yeah, because you have you have a team that you have like a set formula for how you beat a certain team. Um, so, so this in a sense gives TL an advantage because they have the opportunity to show something new first.
0: Counterpoint I think TL of the favourites,
4: but I don't think it's doomed for TL because they can show something that maybe TL and uh, the TSM are not prepped for. And I think that TSM, of all the orgs in LCS, C S, they're back... I, I've, I've said this before for your first quarter, right? Their room staff are really, really good and really, really good at prepping. Like, the reason Speaker is good is not just because Speaker is good, because his prep that he has coming into the games, like how he adjusts his game plan based on the junglers he's playing against is really, really good. And sure, maybe Speaker is up till 4 a.m. every morning watching the enemy junglers pro view but i suspect that there are people in tsm who are providing him with that additional info and that additional feedback Uh, and that's what makes him such a good jungler Uh, and that's a disadvantage that tl have to overcome
0: counterpoint peter if you are 5-0 against a team you know how to beat that team
4: yeah, but they're not going to show up playing the same way that they that they played every single time. Like, I mean, if if you've lost, if you're zero five against a team and you're against them in playoffs, like you're not going to keep playing your old style against that team and just wait to get smashed again, right? Yeah. If, in theory, uh, so maybe you you maybe you have a psychological disadvantage, um, but I don't think TL have that because they won in they won in playoffs uh, in Spring Split, but they know how to lose to TSM. Nobody knows how to lose to TSM in LCS better than TL. So they just have to learn from that information how to beat TSM by not doing the thing so, that makes them lose.
0: So, what's, what's in, so I'm, you, d- even despite the, the match that they had against C9, you were uh, this past weekend, you still – because you were the one that were like, wow, that TL was not the same. You're still predicting TSM. It sounds like almost entirely based off of just Run like – your prep.
2: head. Give us a serious prediction.
4: Can either. I see the first game?
2: No, <laughs> I, can't, I can't see the. Like, I, can I tell you to see the first game too.
4: I mean, like I could, I could, I, I, I promise that by ten minutes into the first game, I can tell you who's going to win the series. Before nah. the series, I have to say before the series, I have to say TSM, right? But, but by, but by, I promise by eight by okay, not even ten minutes, by eight minutes into game one, I promise you, I can tell you who's going to be. You, you remind games. me I, of I the
0: joke, the joke that's on the sneaky medios. Peter Co stream where whenever the Nexus is about to go, Medios always goes Oh, you know what? I I think it's time I think we can safely say I'm gonna predict TSM's gonna win this game. You know, he just uh it's always always their thing. Okay,
4: A TSM about to destroy the Nexus or the TSM Yeah, TSM's Yes, yes. Well? he will always predict right <laughs> so moments
0: before that what what some team is gonna So
2: okay. as long as you tweet out I'm gonna I'm gonna check your Twitter eight minutes into the game against okay. uh TSM i L.
4: I'm predicting three one. Uh, but I predict the the, the side eight minutes into the game. One. Okay.
2: Yeah, you have you have flip flopping rights until eight minutes into the game. Yeah, but I predict uh,
4: TSM in advance because T L have to show that, right? Sure. Um,
2: Mark. So this this matches a little bit with actually what I was saying. Um. On the dive, and I'd be curious to get your take on it because I was saying that TL felt like they had like a pretty clear game plan that was a flip from how they approached C9 at the end of the regular season, where they had Jace, Ezreal, Zier, and it's just like this kind of do nothing comp, and then they play really different. Um, you know, sound like they were intentionally targeting uh, perks uh, based off the some of their interview stuff too. And I was saying that I don't know if that same game plan necessarily works as well against POE and TSM because. While PoE, if you just look statistically, doesn't have great laning stats, a lot of that is, in my opinion, matchup choices that they take. And it's a lot of control mages. It's a lot of not lane dominant champions in order to scale and be more effective. And he's not super proactive in the early game. And whereas Perks was had 21 deaths pre-15. It was most in the league. PoE's at 10. And Perks had high 4% and high CSD because he was playing aggressively, whereas PoE is not really often trying to actually win the lane. And so for me, I'm like, well, how are you going to exploit PoE if he's playing safe, maybe willing to give up some CS if he doesn't like the wave state or something, or, you know, like he'll wait for Speaker to show up before they fix the wave or something. If he's going to play different, then I don't know if you can actually just hope to just 3v3 mid constantly because I don't think they're going to play like that. Um, And so... I think this pairs very well actually with what you're saying about TSM's prep. They probably watched this TL series that just happened. This is one of the advantages of having the buy um, is it's like, okay, TL, you did adapt between end of spring and or end of summer and start of playoffs, but you know now we've seen that. and C9 was the one that you were able to bring out this new style. I almost feel like TSM, or excuse me TL would have to come up with another new wrinkle to actually beat TSM. Um, cause I, I feel like if they just play this like double melee, much more aggressive style, I think TSM will be able to prep and then counter it and, and go more for their slower outplay or outscaling style.
0: I have a question, Mark and Peter, do you, when you look at the talent on TL and you look at the talent on TSM, which one, I, I know that it obviously it's broader than this, but which one do you think has the higher ceiling? TL. Yeah. Peter.
4: Probably TL.
0: <clears throat> like, I mean, that's what's interesting to me is, if it, it feels like TL are going to, uh, oh, what's the term, where you start, I don't know, peaking or something like that. Like, I think what's what I am curious to see is how much TL is able to improve every week because it felt like from the from week nine, like from week eight to week nine, when they got Santorin, and obviously that was a huge jump and then from week nine to this first week of playoffs we saw them make maybe an even bigger jump and so i am curious how quickly they can rush to meet their potential uh now obviously peter mentioned like tl kind of has well especially on the head coach position like generally new people so i don't know um perhaps it it will just be a, a coaching staff diff but i'm i I'm just really curious to see how quickly TL can can scale up and, and to breach the ceiling for that that team.
3: What's your prediction, Travis? He's gonna wait till ten minutes after the game. <laughs> no, uh,
2: Peter at least gave a, a, a preliminary prediction, Travis. Yeah, you se- us-
0: seven
3: minutes and fifty
0: nine seconds into the first game, I'll be able to <laughs> oh, tell you. <laughs> uh, no, I'll say now. I I am I'm I'm going Team Liquid on this series. I feel like Ooh. if if only. Previously, I would have predicted TSM, but after this weekend, and I guess in in solidarity with Tim, uh, who predicted a, a TL versus TSM win and and run it, I will I will go with Team Liquid. And uh, I, I guess I need to give the score. I'll say three one.
3: Hey, Steve yeah. will be sending you his your money soon. Yes, thank you. Paid by Steve. <laughs>
0: Oh boy! Here I, comes all the, here comes all the uh, the TSM fans into my. I,
2: I'm surprised, man. I had people, such a good thing
0: going with the TSM subreddit, and now uh, I'm just throwing. People that are out.
2: really really vibing TL that hard after they beat a C9 that was barely 500 in summer.
0: You know I, mean, I hate Col- to use this fucking word because I it's the it's the number one hotline league caller word, but momentum. Uh, I think like I am, I am. Really impressed with what. Does
2: CSM how... not have momentum?
0: I I guess I I certainly feels like there's more coming from Team Liquid. Like if you're looking at, uh, the fucking charts with the lines up and to the right, Team Liquid making
2: CSM huge. Yeah, didn't play this weekend. Of course, they can't have momentum from this weekend. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm talking about just in terms of like, in the past two weeks, we've seen TL like make giant leaps and bounds, and that's that's why I'm interested, or that's why I'm. I'm interested to see if they can keep that up between first week playoffs, second week playoffs.
4: Counterpoint to you, Travis. Um, if momentum is so important, should TSM have trolled the final game of the season against Ignitas instead of just smashing them?
0: No, because I think that that's when you're tanking your, yourself. If it was yeah. the final, it's the final game of the season, then then you're losing momentum. You're going down. Yeah.
4: So so maybe maybe they should have just tried harder. And you know, the enemy team sends five people mid to dance, and then you just kill them all and then you smash them and then, Yes,
0: that's that's true. I think uh, simil- similarly, Peter Dunne, similarly Peter Dunn similarly Peter Dunn if going 0-5 against a team teaches you how to lose, shouldn't EG have just thrown every single game of the, of the series to ensure that they know how to beat all the teams in playoffs?
4: I mean, maybe we thought we were going to play Immortals and Dignitas in playoffs, right? So we lost all those games against Dignitas and then we
0: Ah, won. I see, there I see. Go. Okay. Very good. I do like
2: <laughs> this <laughs> losing <laughs> improvement. Method. That's yes,
0: coming out here. Yes. <laughs> All right, Rico, Rico, I'm in your camp, even if, if Peter and, and Mark are not, uh, anything you want to say before we take a quick break?
3: Um, a few shout outs, uh, shout out to Alienware, Game Fuel, uh, Space Talk? Talk, talk, space. talk,
0: Space. You almost talk had space. it. Yes. Talk Space.
3: And, uh, a little shameless plug, um, to everybody who loves League, um, Throwing a little podcast out there called The Crossover Podcast. hosted by my friend David and Paul. Um, they talk about all the other reasons, kind of similar to Rift Reaction. And oh yeah, shout out to Rift Reactions.
2: Thank
0: you guys. <laughs> Thank you, Rico. We'll catch you, we'll catch you better next Better
3: podcast for you
2: guys than Rift Reactions. It's...
0: Yes. Anyway, we'll catch you later, Rico. Have a good one. Thanks for the call. Peace. All right. Our final sponsor, Shadow of the Night, is to Mountain Dew Game Fuel. Thank you so much to Game Fuel for sponsoring uh, so much of what we do here, the Hotline League episodes every week. Uh, We were really – I was really hoping that we could do a live Hotline League in uh, Newark and then make sure that everybody who gets there would be able to try Game Fuel if they hadn't before because we were going to be able to give a ton out to people. But unfortunately not. So if you can all do me a favor – And make my dream come true. Uh, You know, my dream of having all those people in Newark trying GameFuel. Maybe you could help me make that dream happen right now by going to GameFuel.com slash Travis. I'll put the the link in the chat. There's also one in the uh, description of the YouTube video if you are looking at there. Use code Travis to check out and save 5%. uh, And give it a try. Because it's a, a, I mean, as you heard earlier, in a, you know, we don't, I don't have hard evidence of this. The person could have been misleading people, but he said he went from what? Silver to diamond by I think trying he said from, bronze. from bronze. Oh my gosh. Yep. This man making giant leaps and bounds because of game fuel. So thank you so much to game fuel for sponsoring. Uh, I cannot say that that will happen. I think legally that, that you will go from bronze to diamond, but at least according to one account, which we haven't been able to verify it has happened previously. So thank you so much to game fuel. Uh, for sponsoring the show. Use code Travis at checkout to save 5%. Uh, we love Game Fuel, and they are fantastic uh, sponsor. And, uh, yeah, we can uh, go on to our final call of the night. Mark is off to grab them. Thank you to AOH, Jaffe, and Blue Jay for these subs. Blue Jay at 28 months. Thank you, Blue Jay. Good to see you. Good to hear from you. Uh, looking at Twitch chat right now, seeing everybody. Some people saying some interesting things about what the ways Game Feel has helped them that I won't repeat on the show. Uh Zezus is here. Zesus. Is it Zesus? Zezus? How do you say it? Zesus. Zezus. Uh yeah. where are
8: you calling from? I'm calling from Tallahassee, Florida. Tallahassee. You know, I've yeah. been there before. Yeah, unfortunately that was MSI was the year before I started playing. I I started playing in 2016, so I didn't get to go to MSI that
0: year. Fun fact, I also went in 2017, I believe, because uh, Yahoo, we did uh, Yahoo Rivals. Mark remembers that. I think he helped us out with that, where we were collegiate uh, schools facing off against each other at Yahoo, and I went back to Tallahassee, a place uh, after I went the first time. I did not plan on going back a second, but... Yeah, wonderful. Most wonderful people city. don't come back to Tallahassee. So, well, what do you what do you <laughs> want to talk about on the show?
8: So, I was pulled to come on here to fight uh Peter Dunn oh. about the uh EG uh 100 Thieves game that's coming up this weekend. Oh, so, boy. my take was that uh, 100 Thieves going to come out well rested after their strategic roster swap in week 9. And we'll be able to match up in every lane against EG this weekend. And Abadage is going to get the perks playoff buff that he didn't use in the first round. Ooh. So I feel like for the most part, um, I feel like 100 Thieves did kind of start slacking towards the end of the season. Um, But I feel like they made enough essentially goodwill to kind of warrant them obviously staying in the top three. Um, But I feel like if they kind of get back to their form that they had beginning to split um and most of the roles at least be an even matchup and you know i think it'll be close between the uh the two teams all right what's what
4: secret strategy are they going to use to to win
8: i don't know something that's not yasuo or kindred mid but uh but i'm not Um, really sure about that one
4: uh,
2: okay that would be a shame (laughs) Who, who needs a secret strategy peter what if they're just better than you yeah.
8: Well
4: I I mean I uh, I have the notepad out right now. I'm actually asking the <laughs> oh, oh,
1: <laughs> well, How are okay, sure. they gonna beat us? That.
4: I've gotta write down these strategies and prepare in advance. That's right. Um that's right. uh I mean oof. Would you like to go first, Mark? <laughs>
0: yeah, Mark Mark,
4: why don't you I'm, go I first? Might be,
2: I might I might just help him out. I might just devil's advocate for existence yeah, here it. to help him out. Okay, okay. Okay. So on the dive I was talking about this as well. I feel like the biggest mismatch in the series in laning right now is in 100 thieves favor in the bot lane uh fbi who he despite slumping a little bit recently uh i would argue that the biggest gap between the best in their position uh between one and two is in 80 carries fbi is so much better as a laner than everyone else in the league i feel like that they're going to try to play a more lane dominant style who he's not that roan heavy in general i think that they will try to slam Eg's bot lane, and just keep uh, Ignar in lane as much as he can. Punish Danny, uh, and use that as one of their advantages. Um, and mm-hmm. if you can lock up Hui, make it a little bit harder. Or excuse me, lock up Ignar, make it a little bit harder. Get FBI fed, play around them, get dragon control, and largely try to stabilize on the top side of the map. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say that's probably the the game plan. If I was Hundred Thieves, looking at where I want to attack on the map, I'm definitely looking bot lane.
4: Okay. So, what happened the last time when 100 Thieves tried to do that?
2: I actually don't remember that game, why don't you refresh my memory?
4: 2v2, <laughs> time to multiple times.
2: Um, wait, was that the- wait, that, that was the thrash. They went the I do remember yeah, that game. <laughs> game! They were, they were experimenting, alright? You're okay. okay, buddy, don't freak, don't claw my leg. <laughs> okay,
4: uh, <laughs> I mean, okay, look. Um, here, here, I'm going to be as, as honest as possible for what's going to happen in the series, right? Um, okay, So, so, what's going to happen? Uh, is Bolin is going to get smashed 2v2. Uh, Abadage is with Jizuki's understudy on vitality, and he's still basically only fit to lace shoes. Uh, Impact is going to yeah. just, <laughs> just going to stomp Sunday into the floor. Uh, and um, we're going to stomp them so hard that Svenskeren won't even need to play. Uh, we won't even need to use our trump card. It's just going to be 3-0. Every single game is going to end in 25 minutes. Um, and if any game lasts over thirty-five minutes, maybe we need to find our blessings.
0: Mark, do you think that, that that Peter is saying that right now, <laughs> so that he can make people think that he's starting contracts, but then actually starts Venskaran? So that
2: was a, he wove that one in there to be like, "Oops, did I just slip up and yeah, give yeah, you yeah, yeah. my I've starting totally- <laughs> I fully expect Sven to start now. Yeah, uh, or maybe exactly. it's a double reverse. I apologize. Who can yes. say?
0: Who can say? Dude, you, you, uh, I just imagine, like, Empire and people on the back end of this messaging him being like, dude, 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 leak, leak that we're starting contracts. It would be so, so crazy, dude. We'll just fuck with him.
2: I, uh, So I'll say on the dive I did predict EG, I'm pretty sure. Um, I asked Santorin, I don't know if you saw this, I asked Santorin at the end of their series, you know, after they won on the desk who he thought was going to win. I think he said it was EG favorite as well, but he said you guys are coin flips. <laughs> uh, and he said that... I asked him like he said three two prediction. I says it actually three two or is it you just think that you don't know who's gonna win really and that this is like the safe bet when in reality it'll be a three one if EG's on or not. And he he kind of agreed with that. So yeah, you guys, you guys gonna go coin flip against hundred thieves?
4: Well, I mean, there's a problem, right? Which is that I promised to do like a stupid rap thing if we were in winners final. So maybe my players want to stop me doing that to like avoid embarrassing myself. So maybe ah. maybe that maybe then we'll lose because of that.
0: But I
2: was try and defend you <laughs> from embarrassing. You. I, I, I would think you just gave them the motivation to win. I'm pretty sure
0: that uh, was maybe, the intent.
2: M- yeah. maybe.
4: Look, I, I mean, uh, look, I have a ton of respect for hundred thieves, but they just have no chance in the series whatsoever, right? It's just going to end in like less than 100 minutes played. That's it. It's that, but it's just the reality.
0: God, I, All right. I, I, I honestly, <laughs> I find myself rooting against EG now because I really don't want to hear peter Dunn do a really awkward rap situation
2: yes it's it's gonna be a video that i will upvote, but i won't watch because it'll just be too too cringe
0: i you no know what's do. interesting is like in in committing to that like it's 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 weird who who made you do that peter who
4: you're the one who you're the one who said it last week okay fine in that case i no longer if you don't remember then i no longer feel bound did we okay. do this on
2: holly mark it's, do you remember this saying it in twitch chat.
4: Yeah. Okay, well if I'm no if I'm not
2: bound by Wait, something I, that I I remember. I'm you remember? <laughs> <show>. Okay. <laughs>
0: Clearly I'm just out of it right now. I vaguely recall <laughs> it now. I vaguely recall it. I I don't I don't I don't
4: I don't I don't actually recall it. I like I think Wait, I just, hang on cuz I can look I at I think I was just Where's
0: so What is your it. your Twitch handle cuz I can look at your the chat history it's... from last week.
2: It starts with a D. I always get confused. Yeah, it's I think like it D9 D, it something doesn't. something.
0: DV9. D- D- yeah. DV9. Okay. I'm going to look this. You guys can keep talking about this stuff. DV9R? <laughs> is that it? dv is? DV9R.
2: Yeah, DV9R. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, Mark, you can keep, you can keep uh, chatting. I'm going to look um, through this history.
2: Well, I don't know how much there else is to say. I feel like uh, 400 Thieves. Did you feel like they were slumping at the end. Everyone said that they were slumping, but do you think it was like they started hot and then came down to the real level? Do you think that they underperformed like for 100 Thieves end of season? What was your read on them?
0: You're talking to Peter?
2: I was talking to Peter, not uh, you.
4: Oh, so so they're, they're, um, I think that they were hiding strats and I think that they know, they know that if you lose the teams in regular season, then they'll get too overconfident overconf- against you in playoffs. So that was their strategy.
3: Yeah.
4: And now everyone thinks they're bad, so that puts pressure on on any team they're against. Because it's like, "Ah, ah-ha-ha, you can't even beat 100 Thieves.
8: Pretty much the main thing, I hope, for this series is just it's a banger. I hope that even though you say it's going to be, you know, under 100 minutes, uh, I hope that at least 100 Thieves comes out to play. You know, it would be kind of sad if they do all this to get second place in the regular season, and then they just kind of fall apart at the very end. Um... I'm a huge TL fan. That was my original take, but Mark wanted someone to fight Peter. <laughs> so I I, uh, I I took the bullet here. Oh, really? But, uh, Did he no. coerce you into this? <laughs> well, do not, not necessarily, but but no. But, I mean, I it, it would still be good to see at least competitive series. I think that's the main thing, at least as just an LCS fan in general, um, would be because this is the first time I feel in a while that we've had more than just a two-horse race, which is good yeah. to have. Uh, um, so the, the more teams that we can have that are competitive I feel like the more interesting the playoffs Will be
4: I, I mean all I'd say to that is Reaper always shows up On playoff series with really really yep. Cool champions right so, yeah. And EG have some stuff as well prepared um, There you go right? So there will be <laughs> champions that maybe haven't seen Play in LCS before being played this weekend So
0: Haven't seen play in fun. LCS Before? Yep. LCS has been around for a long time I
4: know.
2: He means this this year or this. No, I
4: mean, I mean, there may be champions that haven't been played in LCS before being played. We're
2: gonna do lock in action somehow.
4: Has Teemo been played before in LCS? I
2: don't
4: know if Teemo's been played. Uh, Okay, Teemo's been played. Okay, I I wouldn't give anymore. Maybe not in that position. Teemo mid has only been played mid. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Okay. Uh,
2: It was not a stage caller. Peter (laughs) DM'd me and said, "If you want to pull any super anti-EG callers, that's fine. I like talking to those guys." Unfortunately, yeah. EG's been too convincing yeah. towards the second half of the split, so there was no one in here talking shit. So I said, oh, really? Yeah, yeah <laughs> I couldn't really find spot. any. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't find any anti EG so people. Well,
0: I so appreciate I, yeah. Wait, our, wasn't our first caller the, the TSM deserved coach of the
8: split caller?
2: Well, he that was just natural, but Thank he wasn't you, like, man. fuck EG. Yeah. He said they were second. Yeah. yeah.
8: That's two back mark to up here. Yeah, two back mark up here. He definitely said, you know, Peter wants to argue with somebody and I think they will win. And I was like, ah, fuck it. I'll give it a shot. So...
0: I appreciate it. But, yeah, of appreciate course. It. Thank you. Uh, hit yeah, no problem. I, like I said... Timo has been
8: played, so... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, the main thing, like I said, just to reiterate, you know, I, all I'm looking forward to is a, c- a competitive series, you know. It would be cool to see EG kind of run away with it, but... To finish out my take and be the the champion of 100 Thieves here, I think it's going to be a uh, a close game, but 100 Thieves going to squeak it out. Very good.
0: Well, thank you, Jesus, for the call. Really appreciate it. Anything you want to shout
8: out? Um, mainly just the main sponsors, Gameful, uh, Alienware, and the new sponsor, Talkspace. Talk Space. Yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, got got it right. There we go. Uh, no, just keep doing keep doing what you guys are doing. Uh, it's always fun. I never really get to participate in the. The actual live content but i usually watch it throughout the week while i'm at work and stuff so nice keep it up, guys well it's cool that you
0: were able to come on I, I really appreciate it and thanks for taking the uh the bullet on on facing off against the fearsome peter dunn uh so oh yeah
8: well at least if anything we got some good uh clips yes. from uh yeah. yes. being very <laughs> yes thank you so very much for the prominent call. about about yeah of course guys catch you next time
0: Okay, uh, no one go anywhere, because after the show is done, we are going to have some cool content. And I might even air the Alfari interview after we're done with the the other interview. But uh, it is time to wrap it up. So first off, Mark, what do you got for us? What do you want to shout out? What do you want to plug?
2: What do you want to say? Nothing, nothing. Not really nothing.
0: Okay. Do you have any words of wisdom?
2: Um... Something no, for I'm people re-watching... to take with themselves throughout the week. Uh, so there's a new show. It's called Space Talk. Um, and it's about... Uh, I've been watching this YouTube video or this, this guy called Via Science on YouTube. And he gives really detailed breakdowns. Of Is this a joke? Because
0: some the... somebody earlier accidentally called Talkspace Space Talk. So if... uh,
2: I'm, I'm running with that joke. Okay. But, but uh, no, that's what I was doing last night. I was watching his... Uh, the relativity series, it's really good. He gets into like actual you don't need to follow the math, but he actually like gets in there. So you're you're basically getting a college level course. Um and you know, I'm on the, the geodesic and the metric tensor for Riemann geometry. Um, Dude, I love how Einstein used that. The geotensor. That shit
0: gets me every time. The
2: geotensor is yeah. not what I said. Um, you know. Oh, just, just, oh you're uh, not
0: on geotensor yet. Okay, you'll get to that. Don't worry. Oh,
2: okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, uh, Peter, what obscure random science YouTube channel do you have for us to shout out? <laughs> uh, no, what do you what do you want to plug?
4: What, uh, yeah, uh, LCS. <laughs> no. Um, uh, thanks for having me on the show show tonight. Um, sorry for the short notice. Sorry for saying no originally, um, and then it was okay to come. Um, shout out to, to all the content you're doing, Travis. Appreciate it a lot. It's good to have all these storylines in in lcs uh in a transition year uh and hopefully we can put on a good show this weekend um i don't think i i don't think um people will go away from this weekend disappointed that's all I that was
0: well i'm excited uh, you're you're hyping me up i think this is going to be a good a good week of games uh for me uh we so we don't have a run it coming out this week because uh, we weren't going to be able to get it done in time for thursday but we might even have a double feature next week Uh, But that doesn't mean that we don't have some cool content coming on to the channel. So stay tuned for that Uh, I'm really excited for for LCS shout out to uh, Rift reaction which I know some people have mentioned about trying to get the word out more on that because I think we're about I want to say 10 or 11 episodes in now And I think we've really hit our strive and and it's fun. What here's what here's here's my pitch to you on rift reaction I know a lot of you probably don't pay attention to other regions That much because this is a show for instance that's focused very heavily on lcs But emily does a great job of teaching me about what's going on in other regions Which is really great because then whenever worlds hits in a little bit and north america busters out You will have all the context all these other teams that might have reasons to care about what happens after groups um As a a bit of a joke, you know, I believe in north america, but uh Check check out rift reaction because I think it is really cool and it's helped me learn a lot more about what's going on outside of, of North America. Cause obviously I've heavily focused on this region for the past couple of years. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks. So thanks everybody. Thanks to Talkspace for coming on as a new sponsor for the show. Uh, been cool working with them and everybody stick around after the show for some cool content. This has been hotline league. We'll catch you next time.